0: You're listening to the Racing Virginia Podcast. Now, here are your hosts. And welcome to Episode 71. I'm Dave C. I'm Brandon Brown. N- not the driver. Not we the, we have not to. Not say, I'm, I think we're going to have to say that every time. Yeah, I every single I, time. I, well, at, at some point they're going to re- go. Hey, that's not you know that's Brandon Brown the social media guy. Yeah, what's you know?
1: uh, and you know what it's going to be Brandon Brown the driver is going to get so big <laughs> that they're just going to know.
0: Finished
1: eleventh in Talladega.
0: Uh, well, hey, you know we're recording on a Monday morning as normal. Yeah. Um, and Talladega. Uh, we can't even talk about it till today because it got moved to today. Yeah, I, I will say this, uh, and we're going to be talking with uh, the president of Colleg Racing, Chris Rice. Chris Rice, uh, and uh, man, what that team is on fire!
1: Yeah, just Justin Haley yeah. getting a little redemption. Rest- it, it, it's
0: oh, weird. Yeah. He got his first ex- <laughs> He got his first cup. Series win before he got his Xfinity win, yeah. which is kind of weird. But. Yeah,
1: both on speedways, and yeah. he—you he, uh, can say what you want about that Cup win, but he earned that one. Yeah, uh, on uh, Saturday. Yeah, uh, he
0: evening. man that the the drafting that he was doing was amazing. I mean, yeah. he—you could see he kno- he knows what he was what he's doing yep. when he's doing that. So,
1: yeah, yeah. It was good, good for a, uh, Chris Rice, but it was yeah. not so good for Jeb Burton racing Virginia. No. Driver, who was, which was I, right there at the yeah. very end going for his
0: first, which race. we're going to try to effort to get him on as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. hopefully great guy. cross our fingers. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Harrison next week, cross yeah. our fingers. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, we'll talk about the, some of the other guests that we are efforting for next week. We have a pretty good show already lined up for next week. Yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're rolling. Look, we're rolling. Folks, we are we are trying to stay one week ahead.
1: And in these times, it's hard to stay ahead of it, anything.
0: It is. It's, it's hard. And, and with racing, um, uh, Dominion raced this past weekend uh, yep. with no fans again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peyton Sellers picked up the win. And young Daniel Silvestri uh, picked up uh, his first win in a late model.
1: Congratulations,
0: to yeah. those guys. Yeah, uh, and they, I'm going to try to have Daniel on. I, I didn't realize I saw a picture of him. I didn't realize he was that young.
1: Is he really? How old is
0: he? I mean, he looks like a little. He looks like a like a young teenager.
1: It, it's it's funny because my if uh, he's
0: 16, I'll be surprised.
1: <laughs> Daniel, how old are you, bud?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peyton just gave me his number, so we'll we'll make sure we get a hold of him. So. um Congratulations to Peyton and Daniel on their wins, and everybody else mm-hmm. that uh, visited Victory Lane uh, this weekend. Um, you know, uh, at one time we used to give all the winners, and yeah, you know, I think it gets a you little know, redundant.
1: You know, talk about the talk about the good moments.
0: Yeah, because I because what I want to do is the people that are winning, we, we need to get them on. Yeah, and I don't care what division there are.
1: No,
0: you know, they can be uh, Hornets, Bombers. <laughs> I, you know, I don't care. Enduros.
1: If you're winning in Racing Virginia, we want you on yeah. here talking to you. And it and be it's going, it's going to
0: happen. It's gonna happen. We need to get this show started, don't we? Yeah. Our first guest is an an old friend. I can call him an old friend. Um, I think. I'll ask him I'll ask him again. You have so many old <laughs> friends that I don't have. Well, you know, the thing is I worked ten years at South Boston Speedway and of course this um this cat uh Cut his teeth there, and that's where he got his start. Um, and uh, his mom, Kathy, is still the general manager of that place. And, uh, man, I'm going tell you what, he has done well for himself. Uh, I think he's done everything in the garage, but now he is the president of Colleague Racing. And to say that they are killing it would be an understatement. uh we're gonna to go to the the hoosierdriver.org uh, phone lines and talk to our buddy Chris Rice How you doing Chris
2: Hey what's up guys Glad to be on and uh, <laughs> thanks for the great introduction that was pretty cool
0: Well dude I have all these. I have I have a whole list of things I could have said but I mean you are just the, the biggest thing for me is that you are right now developing what I consider probably one of the if not the top Xfinity team in nascar right now uh the uh you know uh, justin haley with my buddy because he came and raced to virginia motor speedway he's a dirt guy (laughs) he races a dirt modified every once in a while uh ross chastain and uh aj allmendinger uh has kind of stepped in a couple times man what a team you guys have put together
2: yeah it's it's absolutely amazing the team we have, you know, always from top to bottom. I always say it in all our meetings. Um, it's not just one person. Uh, you could probably walk through here and ask them, and, and every meeting I talk about, it's everybody. When when drivers walk into our race shop, it kind of blows them away a little bit eh? because we don't, it's not like the 11 team or the 10 team or the 16 team. It's all one race team. It's uh, Matt College race cars, and we come to do a job, and that's to try to get Everybody to where we can win races. He, our first ever win, one, two, three. Watching Justin Haley push Ross Chastain across the finish line with yeah. AJ at third, and then on Saturday watching Ross Chastain push Justin Haley across the start finish line with AJ at third again was just amazing. So amazing race team, but you know it's only it. We always say this. Matt always says this. It starts from the top how people act. And, and we have a couple managers here that manage different places. And I always mention that to them. It starts from the top. When you, if you treat your people like you want to be treated, they're going to work really hard for you. If you don't, they're not going to work hard for you. And my mom has always taught me yeah. that. My dad, you know, he owned a business building late mile stock cars. So, um, that's what they taught me and that's the way we're going to do it. And, uh, it's been successful for the last month or two right now. And that's what, that's what's key to our race team at Collier Racing is it's being successful and, uh, I was talking to our communications manager director a little while ago, and I told her, I said, you know, I know for a fact the last month has been great, but in that month we <laughs> did have a bad race.
3: So
2: <laughs> I know it's been great, and it it might not happen all the time, but it's pretty exciting right now.
0: Well, well, the one thing that really caught my attention was how excited. Um, the other two drivers were for Justin Haley picking up that win. I mean, just to see each other, one of them hugging each other and all of them getting in a huddle, um, you know, and celebrating uh, not only uh, picking up a win, but picking up a second $100,000 <laughs> dash for cash uh, or whatever. that uh, You got it right. Dash for cash money. Um, uh, that don't hurt the uh, back pocket either.
2: No, it's always good to do that, and win a hundred thousand dollars is, is big. And you know, that's uh, when when the drivers give half of it to the team, that helps the team. So you know, we got a little uh, little pot going here, and right now the pot's looking good. So uh, I think we're one of the last few teams that gives bonuses out, and that's one of them. But to win a hundred thousand dollars two weeks in a row is pretty awesome. That just says a lot by racing, yeah. you know, because we just show up and race. You don't get a chance to if you got a, a loose line or you got anything that's crazy you don't have a chance to, uh, to fix that in practice. So our guys here at the shop have took some extra measures to make sure that everything's done correctly. And uh, uh, pretty exciting. Ran three cars for the last couple of weeks, too. That's pretty hard to yeah.
0: do. Uh, you're going to probably smack me for this, but I really like the format right now. I, I just think that it has provided a lot of great racing, not only in Xfinity, but in the uh, NASCAR Cup Series.
2: Oh, I I absolutely love it right now. Our engineers are amazing and what they're doing. The crew chiefs are really, really working hard at making sure we get going over history. But I got to give a little credit credit to Tyler Reddick because, you know, last year Tyler Reddick was so fast. He gave us a good model to to go off of here. You know, we're on the complex RCR. We own our own building and seven acres here on this street, I guess I should call it. But we're close to RCR. But him having the Speed that he had yeah. last year and the things he did last year just was absolutely amazing, and that helps us go back to those racetracks to be better. Um, so, but I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, but I want to get our fans back, and our fans live and die yeah. for the, the Friday night partying or the, the concerts that yeah. they have, the Saturday night concerts that they have. So, if we got to go practice seven days in a row to give it all back to them, that's what we'll do. But I, I'm ready to get our fans back in the stands and in the infield
1: and we've talked to uh, talked to some drivers uh, about you know getting out of the cars and the fans not being there to, to cheer them on you know from your perspective uh, you know, sit back and not having been in the race car and then looking out there with nobody in the stands what is that like for somebody who doesn't know Well let me tell you something you walk out in your backyard and you just
2: just make the loudest noise you can make <laughs> for an hour and a half and then all of a sudden shut it off and listen and that's what it's like it's just, the first time we'd done it at Darlington, it was crazy eerie. You know, when all the race cars quit, when, it, when the race is going on, it's normal because I'm mm-hmm. telling you, you're so focused on the race, you're so focused on things you're doing that you don't pay much attention to what's going on in grandstand. But after the race, I always loved the screaming and the hollering, booing, whatever it may be. <laughs> and now it's like I walked out on the racetrack to to give Justin a hug after the race on, on Saturday, and, uh, and it, it, it's nobody. It's like it is as quiet as if I shut up on the cell on the telephone phone right now and it's yeah. just nothing. And it's so sad because I know it's so many amazing NASCAR fans waiting to come back to the racetrack to bring their kids to show them to have a family day there, whatever it may be. And we're missing out. So hopefully this disease gets gone pretty quick or we find a uh, cure for it so we can get all our fans back.
0: You know, you've had an amazing career. You really have. It was it was a pleasure to be able to interact with you when I uh, announced at South Boston for those ten years and kind of hang out with you and Elliot Sadler. We're going to ask you to to tell an embarrassing Elliot Sadler uh, uh, story here in just a minute because he follows you in the then he's the next interview today so um so we we need something that we can get you know yeah. kind of embarrassing with her i don't you know anything uh,
1: anything i it's mean a story to, that some people might not know yeah but that. i mean
0: we're, we're gonna get to that but okay. what i want to talk about i mean you've you've really gone through the ranks in the xfinity and cup and and you went for you you got to crew chief at uh Kayla racing and um, now you've gone into the president role. What what has, been, has it been like to trans you know transition from a crew chief, which you're just really worried about one car, yeah. and now president, which means you got to be worried about the whole company.
2: You know, um, I don't take that that lightly. You know, being a president, I, I worry about every single person that's here, all our race cars. I probably – I know I worry more now than I did when I was a crew chief. I was probably selfish as a crew chief. I only worried about that particular weekend, whatever was happening that weekend. Now I worry from start to finish from, you know, are my people okay? Are they happy? What can we do to be faster? And then once you worry about that, then you worry about your sponsors and, you you know, you know what can we do for our sponsors. And it's been great. I love it. Matt Collick, back when we started this uh, with Blake Cook and all, he called me and he was like, "Hey, I want you to help us start a race team." And and we did. And we kind of started slowly. We didn't start it fast, and we didn't have a competition director. We didn't have presidents. We didn't do none of that. But now, as we've grown, you know, I can't crew chief and look over two or three cars. Yeah. So th- the way we've done it is when we started a second car, I would crew chief that. Now we got two crew chiefs. We started our third car, I, I crew chief that one. Uh, when when we can, but. um, you know, it's, it's been fun to, to bring in the young talent like Alex Yount and Bruce Slicker as our crew chiefs and the engineers to bring in. It's been fun just to mentor them and, you know, not only mentor them, teach them like what I know, what I've done wrong, what I went through so they don't have to go through it and maybe just speed up their process as a crew chief faster than normal, you know. Uh, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun, but that's all credit to Matt Collick being a great friend. Um, everybody in Ohio being able to, you know, help us get the sponsorships we need to be able to go race. That's what's key. And Leaf Up to Gutter Protection has been with us every single year. Um, getting them in victory lane was huge, but now having Nutrient Ag Solutions, Ellsworth Advisors. If you need an advisor for any financial needs, go to Ellsworth.com and you'll better use them. So just all the people that have made this happen have made being a president easy, honestly.
1: When you were, you know, chiefing and turning wrenches at South Boston back in the day, um, was this your goal to to be a president or, or did you, could you foresee what you were doing now back then?
2: I think my goal was to be a crew chief. You know, I, I had no idea in my life that I would ever run a race team, but when I went to Robbie Benton's and RAB and we had, you know, uh, Alex Bowman, and we had, shoot, man, just bunch of different drivers Kenny Wallace and all and Robbie let me really get involved with the race team and, and learn the financials and, and learn how to run a race team then I went to NTS and and run that race team along with crew chief and it just is something that's probably in our blood you know my mom runs a race track and has for years but then you know, my dad owned a business so it's kind of in my blood and I'm not brave enough to go out and start a business on my on my own like this so I you know it's been fun. So, yeah, it's probably a, it probably has been a dream over the last five or six years to be able to do something like this. Uh, but, you know, I always say this. We're not done. We're not done learning. So I want to keep winning. I want to keep getting great people at College Racing and, and keep showing everybody in NASCAR that you can have three race car drivers that get along. I think we might be the only team that does that. You know, you was <laughs> talking about how that moment is. Yeah. That comes from leadership. That comes from you – Making sure that all three of them feel equal. All three of them enjoy each other. All three of them know that they're getting equal cars. Um, and, and that's what we do. Like this weekend going to Pocono, we felt like AJ Almond car, um, at Atlanta was really good. So, you know, hey, with Justin Haley, we'll be driving that car going to, going to Pocono. And that's the things that they see. Uh, that's the things that they know. And that's why they like each other and they care for each other. And A.J. brings a new light to those two younger guys that makes it so much fun.
0: You know, there are a lot of teams uh, in Xfinity. I mean, they, there's a lot of great drivers coming up to Xfinity right now. I really I really, truly believe that uh, the NASCAR Cup Series is going to have some, some, uh, a lot of great competitors for years to come. Uh, but the, the guys you have, I mean, both of them have – N- N- uh NASCAR Cup Series wins. D- d- uh d- Rasta? I thought Ross had one. Oh, maybe not.
2: But AJ does, so you're good. You're good. Two
0: out of three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But and they have such great personalities. I mean, I like you know, I like Ross's personality. I like AJ. uh, I like AJ's personality. I've always loved AJ. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, He's great on. He's great in interviews. He's great as a a, a, a for sponsors. I mean, I think all three of you guys are. And uh, you have to feel not only lucky to have great drivers, but as you mentioned, you have some really great sponsors. Nutrient Act Solutions, Leaf Filter, Gutter Protection. Um, what was on uh, AJ's car? It was a coffee, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> they've had the Death, well, death Wish Coffee yeah, on death, there, Yeah, yeah death,
0: Wish, De- death Wish Coffee. I like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, on this
2: helmet. They've been a partner, and they were a partner last year, but um, that partner he is, and honestly, the, we got him a brand-new helmet with college <laughs> companies on it, and work stuff like that. He just – we hadn't had a chance to run it because when you get in the race car, you got to go. Yeah, like, yeah, you can't have anything wrong. So we hadn't had a chance to run it. So we've been running what what works, and uh, that's the helmet that
0: works. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's it, this the company for its, it has a bright future. How do you um, keep the pipeline going for drivers? I mean, I, as a president, you got to be thinking about that because at some point, I mean, if you're uh, if they continue to be As successful as they are, unless you guys do a Cup series team, um, you know Justin and Ross are probably going to, you know, be wooed to come up to the next level.
2: Yeah, and and that's a great question. We and I do think about that a lot. I I start thinking about that in February, but our ultimate goal is to get those guys Cup racing if we don't have a Cup team. We we don't expect them to stay Xfinity racing all their life, so. When you see those guys go cup racing, we're happy as a race team. That's our ultimate goal. We want to be a pipeline for those tough guys. But so the way you get new talent is you have great races and great race cars and a great team. And the word gets out and people start calling you, and and you you know you got to make sure that the sponsors like them. It's just like you know Leap at the gutter protection. We've had them with uh, Blake Cook. We've had them with Ryan Truex, and now it's with uh, Justin Haley. So if we get someone in here different, I know you know he's talking about. We don't know where he's going to drive next year because he had a two-year contract with us. So um, hopefully he'll go cup racing. If he don't, maybe, you know, we have him back here for a third year. But just finding the drivers is really tough along with finding sponsorships. Nowadays, it's totally different. Normally, some of them come with their sponsors. Some of them bring right. uh, maybe family money. With itself, but uh, yeah, we're we're all the time looking for great talent, and right now I feel like we got three of the best ones that you can put in a race car.
0: You know, and I guess my follow up to that is, are you looking outside of your team just in case, looking at guys coming up through the late model ranks, dirt ranks, whatever? i um, you know, there are some, you know, you kind of got a. It's it's not like I guess it is like NFL and basketball. You you kind of got a you know, prepare yourself just in case.
2: You know, uh, you're trying to trick me into letting you know whether I'm going to keep all three of our drivers or not. You know, I, we do look everywhere. I think I tweeted it the other day that I love all forms of racing And then I do go to different racetracks and look at different talent. I'm not there at, at the age I'm at. I just don't go to, uh, just chill out no more. I do go look at talent and see what young kids are coming up and how they conduct themselves and how they, you know, what they might say to people or stuff like that i'm always watching that i think i might end up going to like a go-kart race tonight just because some of our guys here are are racing but like normally i just don't show up at a racetrack just to show up anymore um just because i mean you know i've been to a ton of races and you want to do other things but we do look outside you know i love late model racing that's my background uh you know i watch that a lot and it's a great it's a bunch of talent in late model racing right now but also dirt racing man you 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 go to a dirt track and you watch these guys slinging. Dirt. I've been to the Chili Bowl twice now. I think looking at different talent at the Chili Bowl. So we look outside of uh, just the norm asphalt late model stock cars. You know, we look at super late models. We look at everything, um, and and I watch a lot of Speed Fifty One. You know, <laughs> to see what's going on, and uh, yeah. Uh, so you have to watch all of that. You you always on social media checking out how people act and how they yeah. react to different cert- situations because that matters. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of things go into picking a race car driver to bring them into your, to your house be able to go racing for you.
1: Um, you should add uh, president and professional scout to your. Uh, your title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to point out here, Chris, <laughs> that you know you said Tyler Reddick was very fast. Yeah, uh, he, he's a dirt boy. He's my. You know, I I remember the first time he jumped in a car at 13 years old at, my, at our track at Virginia Motor Speedway for uh, it was World Outlaw or Lucas uh, race. I forget which th- th- uh, series it was, but you know, and here, here's this uh, kid that comes uh, from. I think it was California. I mean, uh, and he was small. I mean, he was really small, and uh, yeah. got got kind of under the wing of Sky Bloomquist uh, there for a little bit. And um, man, I'm gonna tell you what: uh, some of these dirt drivers, because they they drive the car so loose, you know, something, you know, you know. Come on, Chris, mm-hmm. loose is fast. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: they're <laughs> fast. They're fast. Yeah, Tyler Edick's fast. He's fast and everything he gets in, but. Yeah, he he's done well, and all those guys are fast, and it's always fun to watch those good guys. I know
0: Justin, I think Dominion, Justin they, Haley they can a wheel a modified now.
2: Yes, sir, he can wheel a modified, and that was one place I watched him run, and I watched how he handled himself, and and you know it wasn't just uh, seeing him race at at in the trucks. Now I did watch his truck racing, and I listened to him all after we had been talking to him for a minute, but yeah. Uh, Definitely watch them in all places, but those dirt guys do get after it, for sure.
1: Well, there's one guy that I don't believe is a dirt racer who's on your team now who uh, had a kind of a sorted way to your team. Um, you went probably weren't even looking for him because he had a ride, but when Ganassi you know, folded their Xfinity Series team, talk about the, the process of, of grabbing Ross Chastain and getting him on your team when I'm sure he was a very sought-after commodity.
2: Well, that was, that is funny that that happened, but Elliot Sadler was a big reasoning behind them coming here. Um, when Elliot was getting ready to retire, he had acquired NutrinX Solutions and I had talked to him back at Richmond, the, the spring Richmond race. And then he, uh, at Mid Ohio, he took me up in his bus and he says, Hey, man, I'm gonna retire. I just wanted you to know because you've been part of my life pretty much since it started in racing. And, uh, he told me that. And then after all that went down, he still had this sponsor and they still wanted to use him a little bit. He said, well, why don't you give it to Ross Chastain? He's a farmer and he fits it. And then I'll drive like two races. So that's how it all came about when the Ganassi deal folded. I said, you know, Ross was already at Ganassi. So Elliot's people called me and said, man, we, we have got it. we got to get this sponsor racing. And I'm like, okay, well, Well, I had Daytona sold. Um, we were going to do Daytona with, uh, actually Kyle Larson and, um, then when all the stuff broke down at Ganassi, it wasn't able to use Kyle Larson. So, we were able to put Ross Chastain in it, and uh, we went and ran well, and then cut the deal to run Elliott in so many races, and they actually added two races last year, two or three races, to the schedule where they wasn't going to run. nutri Solutions did. So, it was a great relationship, but it was me and Elliott Sadler, Brett Griffin, those, those guys, my relationship with them is how we ended up with Ross Chastain, but I've been Fortunate to have Ross thing. became good friends with yeah. him. He is uh He's a heck of a racer. You want to be on his team, you don't want to race against him. And that's just <laughs>
3: the way it is. Uh,
0: and, and I love his personality. I mean, the the, the smashing the watermelon after a win—that is just uh, just amazing. I mean, I just—it's uh, one of a kind. I mean, you're not going to see anybody else do it.
1: No, because they, they would they <laughs> nah, would be posers if they sure. would be doing that. <laughs>
0: yeah, but uh, sure. you know. This is, you know, um, when you look back at your career and when you uh, when you were at South Boston and you were crewing, you were working, I mean, you started at a very young age on your family's race team and your dad's business um, with building uh, late models, but, you know, you, you did a lot of uh, uh, crewing and working on other people's late models. Did you ever foresee being where you are now back then?
2: No, not even close. I remember... The first time I, I, I remember, man, the first time my dad let me well on anything and just thinking of, you know, you, you don't think about what are going to do. So when I was in high school, I didn't really, I mean, I played football in high school and I've done different things, but I didn't have a, like a high school life, like, you know, sports in high school it was always NASCAR or racing or this, but my senior year, Yeah, pretty much my senior year. We, 19, no, it wasn't my senior year. Shoot, I guess it was my 11th grade year. We traveled um, with the Bush series with Jeff Burton. So I was a gas man. And I knew that traveling thing was something I wanted to do. I wanted to try. So I was like, I got to do everything I can do to be able to get into a paying sport, uh, a professional paying sport, whether it be NFL, NASCAR, Major League Baseball. Well, NASCAR, obviously, I was too big, I was too slow. So I needed to do NASCAR. So I just, I knew my dad. It was something my dad had dreamed of doing himself, but he started his own business after Jeff Burton. And I just felt like it was something I wanted to do for my dad and my mom and uh, just go out and try to work real hard at becoming a crew chief or doing something in a race team, in a professional sports race team that you can look back on and say, I made a difference uh, for a bunch of people and for, for And that's what I've always wanted to do is just try to make a difference.
1: Well, one person you did make a difference for in their life is Elliot Sadler. We're about ready to talk to him. So <laughs> we want to hear, we want to hear a really, really good Elliot Sadler story as a segue into and uh, into us actually talking to him.
2: Well, you know, we obviously have a bunch of great stories and <laughs> him and I talk about this all the time. And it's a bunch of stories we can't talk about, but it's one <laughs> oh, story. It's, it's one story I'll, I'll never forget. I got out of college, and I went down there, and I started crew cheaping for him. And I want to say I was making, I don't know, $500 a week is what I was making, I think. And, well, he was 20, and I think I was 21 maybe, and uh, we would go to the bank. And he was working at the dealership. He was cleaning cars, and he was working, and we would go to the bank when we'd get our paycheck on Friday. And I will never forget it. It was the Southside Bank of Emporia. And we would drive through the drive-thru, and we would give the lady, both of them would give my check, and we were like, hey, we want to cash these. We wouldn't put them in the bank. All we wanted to do was cash (laughs) them. And and, and this went on for a couple weeks, and we would always get the envelopes back. And my envelope would be thicker than his envelope, because he didn't make a lot of money. He was probably making $100, $125. And he was always like, yeah, I want to trade envelopes with you, and I'll just do it the rest of my life. He made it the cup, and I said, "Hey, are we ready to change envelopes yet?" And we <laughs> still talk about that story <laughs> to this day. Oh, we he still he, won't, talk about it.
0: he won't. He wouldn't trade that uh, that, that that check though with no. you though.
2: No, no, because I never traded with him, so it was only fair he never traded with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Chris, man, it is so great to catch up. By the way, um, you guys, your team uh, is doing a great job with social media on all the platforms, TikTok, uh, Facebook. I mean, you guys even do – uh, a sort of round table, yeah. <laughs> I think it's on Tuesdays. Or, uh, That's right, yeah. Yeah, where you guys sit down and you talk about the the, uh, the, the races from the past weekend. You do it. By the way, you do a great job. Uh, I'm scared you're going to take our jobs.
2: Well, no, no, negative. It's, it's the people that we have in our communication department. I'll tell you, I put uh, Amanda Leach is, is who leads that, and she's been with me since we started collie Racing. She's what we call the OG um of, of the communications department and we just push those guys and girls we have a great department and uh you know the key to it is everybody getting along and somebody being a leader and she leads them and explains hey this is what we need to do she dreams up with stuff and uh, and, and and we just execute uh, a lot of the pictures and videos and stuff you see from the racetrack now is coming from my cell phone because that's the only way we can do it but <laughs> You got to take time to yep. do it. All these other owners and people looking at me at the racetrack and laughing and saying, "Oh, I guess you're being PR guy today." I said, "I'll do whatever it takes." Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was funny because uh, the the real short story before the COVID stuff, um, uh, we were talking to Nutrient Ag Solutions about coming on at Virginia Motor Speedway for one of our big events, and we were dealing with the, uh, your social, not your social media, but your sponsorship. Folks, one of your sponsorship girls um, that handles nutri- nutrient ag solutions. And we sent we sent all the stuff to her. And then she was talking with nutrient ag solutions and seeing if it was a right fit. But before we even got an answer, it, it just went to hell in a handbasket.
2: The world. The world did. When it all hit, man,
3: it hit bad. So, yeah, well, I know uh, fact-
0: Man, it is so great to talk to you again. And, man, we are so proud of you. Um, you know, it's nice. Not only do we have – we have a lot of great talent. And it doesn't matter. We have great crew chief talent. We have great driver talent here in the state of Virginia. And um, we are so proud of you. You're doing a great job. And, man, I am uh, can't wait to see what uh, this year has in store for Akali, Akali Racing. And, um, I'm you know, I just see great things happening, my friend.
2: Well, I appreciate you and I appreciate everybody that listens to this and, uh, thank you for keeping NASCAR and racing forefront in the state of Virginia. You know how much I love Virginia and, uh, hopefully South Boston Speedway is running on Saturday for that big race and, uh, everybody can go watch some racing and do it safely. Social distancing, wear your mask. If you want to wear a mask, but just do it safely. But I can't thank everybody in Virginia for supporting me and my family for this journey and it's been fun, but, um. Hey, we got a championship to win, and we got about seven or eight more trophies to win this year. And uh, looking forward to doing it. There you Thanks go. Thanks again,
0: folks. He is uh, Chris Rice, uh, president for Colleg Racing. I always get the name. I, <laughs> they're from Ohio. I'm from I'm from Virginia. I'm from the yeah. South. I pronounce stuff a whole lot different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, man, he is he is such a great guy. I mean, and uh, if you've if you've ever met him in person, mm-hmm. which I, I hope some you know. I know you have, but yep. um, if you ever see – if if you're in the uh, infield and you ever see him, uh, make sure you say hi to him because I guarantee you he'll say hi back to you. Oh, yeah. So, and doing a great job with that team, and I really do see some great stuff for them.
1: And, I mean, that's a team that's easy to root for too because it's not a, uh, uh, it's not a cup team. No. They don't have a cup team, and they've built that – team over the past few years to be a championship contender. Right. So can't help but root for those guys. Yeah.
0: Uh, we need to go back to the – we might as well um, go, go straight back to the yeah. org phone line because you know who's going to be next. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. just talked about it. Yeah. Um, man, he's, a, he's such a great cat. I mean, I, the one thing about uh, Elliot Sadler is even when he went to Cup, he He always remembered where he came from. If you went up and said hi to him and wanted to talk to him, he didn't shun you. I, I'm not going to say um, there are some that that forget where they come from. this this guy uh, from uh, I guess he you have to redo that. I'm have to redo that. Uh, it's always something, you know.:
1: Your uh, call has been
0: forwarded to an
3: automated
0: voice. is. he don't want on the phone. He don't want to talk to us. You know the the great thing of of uh, this is that we can edit it. <laughs> it's, it's true. You won't be hearing any of this right now. <laughs> well, no, you might. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Hello. <laughs> well, <laughs> there we go. Well, hello. 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 <laughs> I mean, uh, How are y'all? We're doing good. We're can probably leave half that in there. Yeah. Because the way he answered yeah. the the phone is this definitely. Uh,
1: it's a, it's podcast worthy. It's podcast worthy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought this
0: was live. We're not live. <laughs> we can we can <laughs> make we can make it live.
4: Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. Whatever y'all want to do,
0: man. Uh, man, I'm telling you what. Uh, as I'm, I don't know, you didn't hear me, but um, I was telling Brandon in the intro for you that um, there are a lot of guys that a lot of times forget where they came from when they get uh, fame and fortune and uh, move up the ladder into the higher ranks. And I I can say this about you, Ellie, you never forgot where you came from. You always were uh, willing to talk and do interviews after you made it up to cup series.
4: Well, I I appreciate that. I think a lot of that comes from, I think, being born and raised in a small town and uh, you know, where you have true friends and, Don't worry. My friends keep me grounded. They make sure I know I'm not special (laughs) by any means. And, uh, you know, my dad has been a small businessman, you know, my entire life and for most of his, and you just learn to, uh, respect the, the real friendships and the appreciation of that hand to hand, handshakes and eye to eye contacts and conversations that you have. And, you know, we, we try to live by that as much as we can. And we're trying to instill that in our kids today. Um, but it, I think a lot of it comes back to just, you know, where we're from here in Southern Virginia.
0: I, I will say this also. You are super dad. He, he, he is involved <laughs> in everything, uh, sports, I mean, whatever. I mean, it, you are definitely involved in your kids' um, life and upbringing and, and showing them the way to go.
4: Well, I, I appreciate that. I, um, I, I felt like I chased you know, my dream long enough of being away from home and racing every weekend and traveling. And um, it really started, you know, started to get to me my last couple of years of racing when I was starting to miss dance recitals yeah. and all stars and softball games and baseball games and soccer games. And it was just like, man, what, what am I out here for? You know, and I just came home and had some good discussions with my wife and of course she was in full support on, you know, whatever we did. Um, but I just felt like, when the time came when my mind was at the racetrack, but my heart was back at home, I knew then it was time to retire and 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 start being you know more of a fan and being being more of a dad and, and enjoy watching my kids grow up and, and do those things
0: well the, the the uh the the one thing that for me is that you're busier now if I look at what what you're doing and look at your social media, you're busier now than you were when you were a driver.
4: Way busier. Way busier. <laughs> what, am, what am I thinking?
3: What was I thinking?
4: So, And I'm even getting more busy. I, uh, I don't know how to say no or I don't know how to uh, just be laid back. Um, so, you know, running the top-hand organization uh, where we have about 360 kids involved, and mm. you know, we need this in a small town yeah. like where we're at. We're, we're in a Tier 1 school district. Uh, you know, where poverty is really high, we have a lot of underprivileged kids, and that, uh, we want to be there for them and give them a platform to play. We want to give them a pl- platform to enjoy life, to, to learn and get better at school things and activities and, and just have opportunities. And, um, uh, we, we enjoy what we're doing with that. And, you know, we're, we're doing a lot with the community. We have food drives now every Monday with that. So the whole, uh, uh, top or, uh, and organization is keeping me busy, man. We're rocking and rolling all the time, and then here up out of nowhere, I decided to start a esports team. Special.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were going to start we We're going to talk yeah. about that for sure. Because yeah, old Brandon here, man. He is the esports dude at, at Richmond Raceway, man. He is he is on top of it.
4: Well, look, poor Brandon, and <laughs> he, he, he he's not going to – He he won't tell you this, but I will. When I first got into, um. You know, uh, running on the rig, I racing and all the things that come with it. I wore poor Brandon out. I didn't know how paint scheme. I didn't know how to do a practice session. You know, and and you want it done yesterday. You know, I'm competitive. So yeah, I need yeah. to have all this done yesterday. And I wore poor Brandon out. It's it's like I didn't even realize he had a day job. I felt like he needed to be helping me. <laughs> So I'm only, you know, I'm about two months into the to, to the I racing. Um, I have learned a few things. Uh, I don't have enough rigs at my house. Uh, my son has commandeered <laughs> my rig and is on it. I mean, he's on it right now. Uh, <laughs> racing dirt car at Lanier, uh, but we're thoroughly enjoying it. Did you wait a minute? Uh, hold on. With,
0: Did you see dirt car at Lanier?
4: He is. That's what he's running right now. Man,
0: I'll, your your son just went straight to the top of my list as likes.
4: <laughs> yeah he uh so what we did we've started him an account yeah so i have an account and he has an account and he wants to build his own safety rating and his own i rating and so now he's running you know official races and and working on that we just he just did a rally cross somewhere i don't know they're driving th- trucks through an infield jumping over jump doing something <laughs> a while
3: ago.
0: super trucks and yeah. now,
4: yeah, super trucks, and now he's doing the, uh, the dirt cars at Lanier, and then he ran a couple of street stock races yesterday at USA Raceway. So anyway, he's, he's going through that process of, uh, of, of getting his ratings up.
1: And you were you were talking about too that uh, this would be a great uh, avenue for your uh, for your son to get involved in racing in this community because uh, he might not be able to do it in real life per uh, your wife's request. One hundred percent.
4: My wife does not want to see my son or daughter uh, in any type of racing vehicle. So uh, the racing rig is a is a one hundred percent go. Whenever he wants to get in it and race and do his thing uh he, he's welcome to and she fully supports it and he loves it and I'll be honest with you he's learning so much about yeah. it uh because anybody that iRaces understands the whole technical side that comes with it all the apps you're downloading and all the things that you can learn to do on a computer and he has gone crazy over paint schemes and running telemetry and testing all the time and and uh he at 10 years old he has gotten Really efficient with all of that. He's teaching me stuff. Honestly, any, you know, any chance, so,
0: uh, honey? Any chance of changing mom's uh, mind about a real no. race car? No. Uh, we need to start a. No, we need that, to start that, a campaign that, or uh, something.
4: No, 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 and I'm fine with it too. I I did that crap for so long. And... <laughs> and uh, and it's very expensive. I don't know if y'all but not but racing is very expensive. What? Come on now. Uh, uh, so you guys have fun with that. We're doing the racing thing, and we're still playing a lot of baseball on the weekend. Yeah.
0: But, hey, you and, make a lot more money in baseball.
4: Yeah, well, it is, but it's hard to make it in that, too. And yep. And now, when I hit, you know, if I get wrecked now, you
1: know, it doesn't hurt as bad.
0: You don't feel bad the next day.
1: You can hit the reset. Yeah. Bu- you can hit the reset button, and you don't have to explain to your owner and team how you <laughs> trashed the car either, right?
4: Exactly, and that's what uh, you know, we have those conversations during some of the races with you know some of the people we race against. It's like, yeah, I mean, you can just hit me on the caution, wreck me, and you just hit reset. Man, you're all good.
0: So, so it do you uh, that way. Do you have to get another rig?
4: Uh I one hundred percent. And I'm uh SimSeek, uh yep. you know, who helps me out a lot and 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 it's helping me with the rig I have now, it's is so bagged up. Uh, you know, they're so busy that I'm kinda I'm kinda on the waiting list. So now that I want two rigs, I'm really down on the waiting list.
0: <laughs> you know, with this COVID so, pandemic, I mean it it, it brought kind of eye racing and computer racing to the forefront. Esports. Um I mean we've uh, Richmond Raceway, I say we, uh have a great Esports team here. I've mm-hmm. uh, got a, some, yeah. some great drivers. And uh, it's just – it's. I didn't realize that it was that competitive. I really didn't until it got uh, brought to the uh, forefront. Now everybody wants to do it.
4: Yeah, it, it is 100% competitive. Uh, and you guys definitely have some great uh, drivers on your race team that, that do a good job, especially in the Coca-Cola uh, Racing Series. Um It is extremely competitive. It gets emotional. Uh, People get very mad uh, (laughs) on our racing. Uh, I have learned that not everything uh, is its never the driver's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. (laughs) You always run into me. I have never run into you. Um, But, it it, look, and I told a story to some of my friends. So, you know, I've been getting my rating up and and having some success and have gained some speed and having my own race team has helped me a lot with the shortening the learning curve I got some really good drivers and some really good builders uh so I've been you know this week has been Chicago all week uh with the A car and I've been running the A open series so I ran the NIS race the other night and if you're an iRacing guy you know what that is it's the Mm -hmm. NIS race is a big race every week and I was able to win Uh, my uh, I was in the second split uh which is pretty good out of 400 some guys and won the race and I'm gonna tell you, the last twenty laps of that race, my freaking heart was pounding <laughs> out of my chest. I was like, I was in, you know, in a real race, like 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 you would be reacting and trying to make the right decisions and having restarts and when to go and don't spend the tire. I mean, all those things. And uh, the the emotion was real. So uh, I'm I'm definitely hooked. And uh, you know, we're doing a lot of testing and stuff now, getting ready for the Road Pro race that's
1: tomorrow night. Now, tell us about that team that you started, because you talked to me a little bit about it before you you got moving with it. But uh, yep. tell us you, about your team, the drivers that you have, and uh, um, say the technical side of it, which uh, the, all the drivers seem to work together on these setups, and the setups really matter. Man, setups are a big part of it. So, the re- you know, we. Uh, a friend of mine named Austin Yalbarra, who, who drives
4: go-karts for my for my brother, he is extremely good. Anybody that's a go-kart on the East Coast knows about Austin Yalbarra. And he kind of brought me in when I first started and kind of brought me a part of a team that he was a part of. Well, as soon as we kind of got involved, that team fell apart. And my son was heartbroken. You know, my son felt like he was part of the team and he was one of the guys and you know, he was there doing some testing and long runs with them, and he was learning all the setups. And And then I was like, well, man, this is – you know, we, we, we need to start our own team. I, I didn't realize why you needed a team at the beginning, but now I know it's just like in NASCAR, the more information you got coming in, uh, the better you're going to run uh, at, at all tracks and all races. So really I, I did this for my son to give us a team that we could – uh, be a part of, and we could learn with, and we could grow together, and we could give some young guys some really good opportunities, you know, to, to, to make it maybe to either other types of racing or, or give them a good platform to be a part of, um, you know, of racing. So we want to help some of these guys uh, make it to the Coca-Cola series, and uh, they're all young kids, and, you know, our main drivers is, uh, we have a kid named Garrett Maines out, uh, out of Richmond, Virginia, that's really good in iRacing, does really well uh vicente sales out of california seth Ryder out of california uh, blake Cisneros, um out of texas we have a couple young guys in austin Yalborough, now out of south carolina that are very fast at eye racing they just need a little little um a little platform to race on i'm helping them from that side the social media side their awareness side and, and any kind of funding they need to to get all the testing they need and apps and I thoroughly enjoy being a you know being a car owner right now.
0: Uh, speaking of car owners, but he's not a car owner; he's a president. Um, when you when you uh, uh, you know Chris Rice, I mean my uh, buddy of yours for sure for many yeah, many many course. years. Um, w- when you see what's happening for him right now, what are your thoughts? I am so freaking happy
4: for him. I mean, I really am. You think? Um, where colleague racing first started coming in, new to the sport, you know, a couple years ago, and now getting to the height of it, where they're competing at a high level each and every weekend. I know Chris puts his blood, sweat, and tears into it. Um, they have great sponsors over there. Um, uh, they they gave me my last ride that, that I've ever, you know, that I'll ever have in Xfinity car, and I'll never thank them enough for that. Uh, so good, good for him. You know, Chris and I have been friends. Jesus Christ, going on 30 years now, three <laughs> decades. And we, we won a lot of races together. We set a lot of records together. We've had a lot of laughs uh, together. We, we thoroughly enjoyed our time as friends. But to see him succeed the way he's doing now with that whole race team and seeing the teamwork, uh, I know it means a lot to him and his mom and dad who, who I think ride every lap with him as well. It's uh it, it, it's, it's pretty neat. So uh, good, good to see him. Um, um, then pull what pull out what they did at Talladega this past weekend and finish one two and and went into uh, money here two weeks in a row dash for cash that 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 does a lot for morale for racing.
1: Yeah, we we've all seen your your uh, your dash for cash picture from Richmond too. So we, we, Heck we, yeah man we, <laughs> we, we take that energy with us everywhere we go.
4: Uh, we do. And uh, look, that's why I'm getting another rig, man. That dash the cash money comes into play. That's tough work. That's tough work. Chris, Chris
0: yeah. said that's one of the bonuses they have at K, uh, College Racing. Uh,
4: yeah. Heck yeah. So everybody, well, most race teams are a part of that chunk, man. So everybody's happy. That, that's great money that Xfinity does. And we always circle that on our calendars. And I was extremely fortunate to win. I ring I one six or seven dash for cash races in my lifetime. But all oh, that stuff adds up,
0: man. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, Especially now that you're <laughs> retired. Especially now that I'm retired.
0: You put some of that in the bank, didn't you?
4: Hell yeah, I put some in the bank and I put a bunch of them in ground in the swimming pool in my backyard, to be honest
0: with you. <laughs> hey, at least together.
4: I do not regret.
0: <laughs> no, not not one bit. I can tell you right now, I uh, wish I had a pool in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of going to the bank, um, you know, when you made it to Cup, how come you wouldn't swap checks with Chris? I, I don't understand that. You guys are supposed to be buddies.
4: All right, I'll tell you why. I, I'll tell you why. He wouldn't swap checks with me in 1995 and 1990, the end of 94 and most of 1995, Chris uh, lived with us at, at my parents' house. And Chris's job, you know, my dad paid Chris to work on the race car. He was the crew chief, get get the cars ready and all of that every week so we could go racing. My job was I didn't get to work on the race cars. I had to wash cars at my dad's dealership. (laughs) So every Friday, you know, after lunch, you know, everybody starts knocking off in a small town. We'd go to the store and get a bunch of beer and go to the, you know, go to race shop and start cooking. We'd all go by the bank. Well, we always laughed, and you can bring this up to Chris, that his envelope was way thicker than mine all the time.
0: Exactly what he said.
4: Way <laughs> yeah. more money. Way more money in his envelope than mine. So that sucker never switched paychecks with me growing up. So I surely won't want to switch with him after I made it to couple. You
0: know, I, the say... laugh
4: at me, he laughed at me all the time. You right. could see through my envelope. It was so pitiful. <laughs> we nice and
3: thick
0: uh it, 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 he said y'all just every i think every friday y'all would go and you wouldn't put it in the bank you would actually just cash it You just want the cash i want and the we money
4: would cash it's stupid, but we, young kids, you know, 19, 20 years yeah. old, making some money. We're going to cash this, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then
4: yeah. we go play cards, and most of the time I was terrible at cards. I'd lose it all, and I'd be broke by the following Tuesday anyway.
0: I remember some of those, and you speaking of cards, I remember some of those games. I, re- I do, um, you know, at some of the, go, go to Martinsville or go to uh, Myrtle Beach, and, uh, I remember I some. I remember some of them. Card games. In fact, some of my fondest racing memories are the ten years I spent at South Boston and got to to become friends with so many great people like you and Chris and uh, you know it just um, the, those memories on some of those special uh, events when we you know everybody just kind of had fun at night and you know you were. You wanted to go to, to Martinsville and win, or you wanted to go to Myrtle Beach or Hickory or whatever. Um, man, some of those are some of the greatest memories I got, man.
4: You know what? Some of my fondest memories I've got is, is that same uh, time of my life as well. Uh, cup racing fun. It, it's neat to make it there. You, you're one of a few. But those short track memories and the bonds that you make and the traveling and the uh, in the little bus that we had and hotel rooms and testing and all the things that we we got to do along those times. It's, it's something I'll never forget. You know, Chris and I spent a lot of time. with in- I worked at A&E race car some, and he worked down here with us. I'm just need to uh, share those memories. field. You know, we're taking loads of kids to these ball fields and all the families are sharing good time together and it and, and it, it reminds me a lot of what I went through coming along.
1: Elliot, that's uh, um I mean what you're doing now is is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um I wanna go back to a memory that I had as a race fan as a kid though. You racing with the Racing Virginia Wood Brothers and getting your first win at Bristol. Now, this is just specifically a story for me because I've always wanted to ask you this. Um, you won that race on something like 100 120-lap old tires, and you stayed out front uh, that whole last run. How did you manage to do that, and what was it like?
4: Well, to be perfectly honest with you, it was a mistake that left <laughs> us up front. Uh, Pat Trison was my crew chief. And he and I keyed the mic at the same time to talk under that caution to talk about the car and the pitting. He was telling me to pit. Well, I was keying the mic, so I didn't hear him. So I stayed out. I, and then he's like, "Well, hell, it's too late to pit now. You're gonna lose all, you know, lose all our track position." I think we're running seventh or eighth at the time. So we decided to stay out. So a great mistake led to my first win. <laughs> In the Cup Series. But uh, the coolest part of that story that some fans know, some do not know, is when I pulled into Victory Lane uh, to see the Wood Brothers there with tears in their eyes, so happy. They had never, of all the races they had won in their career, they had never won at Bristol. And it was, you know, so close to their hometown. And they were so happy and ecstatic. And they decided they wanted to have a party back in Stewart, Virginia, that night. So, you know, after you finish the check, you load the truck up because we, we didn't fly anywhere back then. We were driving a lot. We drive on back to Stewart, Virginia. When we get back to Stuart, Virginia that night, the, the, I look like the whole town showed up at the race shop to celebrate. And it was neat to, you know, you know hugs and kisses and crying and everybody's so happy to, to get that win. And somebody had toilet paper uh, Eddie's house, Lynn's house, and Kim's house. From Celebrate. They had toilet paper, that, that, all of that, and they toilet papered the shop. Um, but the win was great. You know, you always remember your first win. But the after party at Stewart, man, I felt like the, almost the grand marshal in the hometown parade. It was, uh, it, it was neat to share that moment back at Stewart with all those uh, locals and, and people that lived there and, and that were part of the race team.
0: It, it, man, it's so great to talk to you. And and I will tell you this: I think we're going to uh, on, we, we, gonna we gonna try to get on. I'm not going to think we are going to try to get on some of these uh, e uh, esports guys. Oh yeah. Um, and I uh, mean, we can uh, uh, kind of uh, get your guys up uh, on. I know, even though they're from California, a couple of them they yeah. still are. They are. They're racing for a racing, racing Virginia, Virginia team. team. So, one hundred percent. So we will uh, we will try to give them some ex- exposure as well, and and uh, your team some exposure. Man, I can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your very busy schedule. I know uh, you got a lot going on, and uh, really, it uh, you know you've always been good to racing Virginia. Um, just
4: well, I, I love being. I look, I love being here from Virginia. Um, you know. The, the state of Virginia was my brother's very first-ever sponsorship. Uh, Virginia's the love of star for the Virginia Tourism Department. We've always gotten a lot of support from this area, from the fans in Virginia, especially in Southern Virginia. It's always made a lot of fun. It's always made it neat and uh, always a lot of encouragement when, when the days were not so great as well. So um, it, it's neat to see kids from our area get opportunities and run good and, and be successful. You know, somebody like a Denny is doing right now. Um, you know, I think Garrett Mains is another kid on his way up from, from this part of Virginia, just needs the right opportunity, get the right break, the right place at the right time. And I think he's got a, I think he's got a shot. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay after it and, uh, keep things going and staying busy. And I'm sure I'll see you guys soon.
1: Yeah, Elliot, we, uh, we appreciate you. And, uh, if you ever have any more racing questions, I know you got your team and everything, but I am a phone call away. I will be wearing you to death I'm going (laughs) to wear you to death before it's over with that sounds good man All
0: right, folks he he is Elliot Sadler man I tell you what he is um, he's one of the good ones he really is Um, I, I I got some great memories. Like he said, he he lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of money in some of those mm-hmm. games. I wasn't very good at them either. Every once in a while, we yeah. play black. Uh, I think it was uh, blackjack or yeah. some d- 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 twenty-one or something. And I might do okay. Do okay. <laughs> if you I were the de- yeah. if you were the dealer, you made money. I if was you... going to say
1: you were playing against the dealer there.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you were the dealer, you made money, yeah. but you had to win to become the dealer.
1: I need to get in some. I uh, don't know if you know this, but I paid rent playing online poker. Um,
0: during college. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, I did not know uh, that. I need
1: to play some games against you guys, it sounds
0: like. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I can tell you right now, you you would definitely win. That's for sure. We're going to go back to the hoosierdriver.org uh, phone lines after – Two great interviews. I'm expecting this one to also be really good. Uh he is uh, from Wires Cave, Virginia. He is the driver of the number double zero Star Come Fire, Good Greek Moving and a story, Permatex, Main and Tail, University of Richmond, Chevrolet Camaro. I figured I'd get as many of his sponsors in yeah. there for him. He Much is love. he is Quinn Half. How you doing, Quinn? I'm doing
5: great. Yeah, we uh we got a lot of sponsors this year. We're down here in Talladega unfortunately it got rained out so we're going to try again today we got permatex on the car so i'm excited to get out there on the high banks and you know this is one of those races you can sneak out a really good finish so we're looking forward to a good day
1: yeah and that paint scheme the permatex paint scheme if you haven't seen it that thing stands out on the track that blue and orange and and white uh you won't be able to be missed out there hopefully we'll see you up up there in the top 15 top 10
5: yeah it's uh it's it's a very beautiful race car, and I have to tell you, even in person, it adds a little bit more. Uh, the pictures look great for sure, but yeah, our goal today, you know, is it, we got to keep it all intact, got to keep all four wheels on the ground to have a shot at the end. So um, we'll see what the strategy is. We got a little bit different package than we did at Daytona. Uh, NASCAR made some changes with the nose and took some more power away, so uh, the runs aren't expected to be as big. It might be a little tougher, uh, so we got to kind of play around in the, in the beginning stages to see what we got and uh, just go from there.
0: Um, but before we get into uh, the you know, talking a little bit more about Talladega, and all, I want to talk about uh, how you how you got to where you are now. I mean, it's been a pretty quick rise from uh, driving uh, go karts at the age of eight to driving a cup car now.
5: Yeah it's uh it's been a it's been a crazy ride, and it's been a very different ride than most people are used to seeing. And uh, I guess everyone has their own opinions about that, but. Yeah, I started racing at eight years old. Um, I was just your normal valley boy that played Little League baseball and um, actually had an injury. That kind of kept me from doing that for a little bit, and I found uh, racing. I always saw the go-kart tracks out back of the bullpen and stuff, and my dad and I would always race each other there and have fun. And I saw a picture in the in the little arcade where you get your tickets for the go-karts, and it was a kid that was doing it for real, and I bugged him for two years to let me do that for real, and he knew nothing about racing. My family has no racing background. Uh, we were just Sunday fans that walked together. Um, so he finally broke in and looked and found some local people to help us get our first go-kart, and uh, it's been a, the rest is history. I don't know if he regrets it yet or not, but uh, <laughs> we went from go-karts to mini-cups at San Speedway with the VMCRA, and I had some early success there with those, and that's kind of when I turned to Dad and said that I wanted to, to do this as a as a career as a profession and he was like well i didn't know until i was doing the first time so you're gonna have to find your own way (laughs) uh we then i found uh i found the driver development group out of actually ashland richmond virginia area with frank denny jr and Mm -hmm. he gave me my first break at um 13 14 years old to drive a full-size stock car and I cut my teeth racing non-NASCAR and at that time. We weren't, weren't allowed to do that So I was 15. So I cut my teeth at places like A Speedway and um, Orange County Speedway and the Limited or Select Late Mile Division. Uh, and then as soon as I turned 15, we went straight to South Boston and um Mile Speedway and all those great places, Caraway Speedway, and that's where I learned, you know, racecraft. And it was a, it was a tough growing pain. The Late Mile Division has a lot of great talent. The late Mile cars are very tough to drive. Uh, they're very picky, and uh, it was a uh, it was tough. I'm not gonna lie, and, and it was kind of like, well, we don't really know what's next. And through racing late miles, I found um, somebody named JR uh, Longley, and he was with the Performance Marketing Group, and and he was looking to help me find my, you know, climb the ladder. And the next step we made was into super late models, uh, which is you know basically just late models with more power and a couple different cassie things and rules and. Uh, we went racing all over the place, up and down the East Coast and into the West, uh, and I had great success with those. I, I, I took a liking to having that extra power to get off the corner after dealing with late miles since I was 15. Um, so, did that for two years and did a little bit of late miles with, within that too, uh, and then it was ARCA, and it was like straight to Daytona, which was kind of crazy that... <laughs> the way Arca has a test in January and, and we got the opportunity to race with Mason Mitchell at the test and uh, I got approved through the tests to race the race in February, so I went from racing late models at, you know, mile and half mile and under track straight to Daytona two and a half mile super speedway. Uh, that was at eighteen years old and that was I was pretty intimidating. I mean that's that's a you know crown jewel of racing it was just kinda of starstruck to even be there in anything. Um, and we led a good portion of that race, and that's kind of what gave my career another kickstart and gave me some opportunities with Rick Frodovic's team at the time and Xfinity, and the number 46 with Precision Performance Motorsports.
0: And yeah, my buddy Richard, my my, my buddy yeah, Rick.
5: <laughs> it kind of made a, it kind of made a circle, you know. It's yeah. kind of neat to say that we found I raced with his son and and him in late miles at Langley. And uh, then it came full circle to where we partnered up, and he gave me my Xfinity debut. And we went to Bristol, which people told us we were crazy to debut a 18-year-old at Bristol. Uh, but it was kind of a great race for us. And there was a green-white checker. We were sitting inside the top ten, and I remember getting ready to restart. And I had, you know, RCR and Junior Motorsports cars all around me, Austin, <laughs> Dillon, you know, Elliot Tyler. And I was like, well, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh but well, we ended up finishing 15th after just trying to not get wrecked. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that was kind of the way it went. And then after that point, it was kind of like, well, what can we do next? And I, I stayed in direct contact with NASCAR just to, there's a the license approval process, and we couldn't go to big tracks right away, obviously, in the Expandy Series. And uh, so I just raced each race and, and stayed in touch with them as they approved my license and just worked the way up to where I was approved for everything, expanding. Um, And after I did that, I had the opportunity with uh, Premium Motorsports to to run a part-time schedule with them. And I had to be the squeaky wheel with NASCAR again, though, (laughs) to allow me to do that with only, uh, you know, a a handful of 10, I believe, starts of Xfinity. And they finally broke and, and allowed me to race at Phoenix the next year. Um, with, with Premium Motorsports, and we had a, a good first show in there as well. You know, Premium Motorsports is a small, low-budget team, and their race win is, like, is about 30th, and that's where we finished our first race together. So it's, that relationship started off well. Um, and then I did the same thing through the Cup Series that year. Uh, I just stayed in touch with NASCAR, and, and there's a license approval process, much like Xfinity. of you know, starting out at tracks smaller tracks, mile and under, and working your way up to being allowed to race everywhere including the super seaways. Um So the goal was by the end of last year was to be able to permit myself as a full-time eligible cup driver, and that's what we did. And that led into the opportunity of meeting um, everyone at Starcom Fiber with Derek Cook being the general manager, and uh, the Kohler brothers from New Jersey with Starcom Fiber. They gave us the opportunity to finally be you know, what, what the whole goal was to be a full-time cup driver. And, um, I'm very fortunate, um, to even have the opportunity to do anything. I think it's a, it's a definite, um, blessing to be able to race the race car in your level. I don't care if it's, you know, go kart, slate models, ARCA. I never took any of it for granted and I still don't. And, you know, this COVID thing kind of reminds everybody that you can't take satellites like that for granted for many reasons. So, um, I kind of always drive a race car like you don't know when the next time you're going to be behind the wheel. And I, even though I'm full-time now, I, I continue to do that. So um, definitely a humbling experience, and, and I'm learning a lot more. This year It's very tough for, for not only my team, but for me as a rookie, obviously there's still some places I haven't been. And here I am in the Cup Series trying to do it now with no practice.
3: Um, <laughs> and one day so.
5: So it, it's my story is definitely unique, and uh, it's it's kind of – if, if people are open enough to listen to it, I think people are interested and in, in kind of like to follow along with it. But, you know, then there's those people that don't understand why I'm allowed to even do it. But I, I believe that I've proved I can do it. Um, obviously I'm I'm at, <clears throat> I'm at disadvantages at times, but by the end of a race, my team and I prove that we can do it.
0: it, it in the, and the nice thing is, is that you've been signed for 2020 and 2021. Now, for you as a driver you <laughs> to, i mean even i mean Talladega's got to be even worse when you look up in the grandstands and there's no fans right now um i know Talladega's going to have a few right mm-hmm. yeah that so it'll be a little different uh, but how how have you have what has it been like for you um in coping with this covid ni- uh 19 pandemic and looking up and seeing no fans yeah it's um
5: it's definitely not something i thought any of us would face for sure, but uh, it's hard to race without fans because fans are such a big part of racing, especially at NASCAR. And um, to pull up to a racetrack, racing the race, and not see anybody camping, not see anybody in the you know parking lot tailgating, and then not see anybody in the infield not doing driver intros. I mean, it just it it feels like a big hit on us. And, and it doesn't feel real. And so you get in that race car and you start the race and then it goes right back to normal. I mean, when you're in the race car, it's hard to really notice a whole lot outside of it anyway. So the racing product itself, I feel like, has been very good, if not better, um, with the way things are right now. With no practice. Um, obviously, it's tough on the teams. Uh, it does cut a lot of time and cost, however. So, but really and truly, it's hats off to NASCAR. To to seeing the opportunity for us to be the kind of pioneer and the first sport back since the pandemic, and uh, so it's hats off to them and all the health officials that took place to make this procedure that we've come up with and make it safe for everybody to come back and continue to race. Not you know once or see if we can do it twice, but to continue to race and and pursue the rest of our season. Um, And it's going without a hitch. I mean, it's a very smooth process for all of us, and it keeps all of us safe. All the precautions are being taken that are necessary and everybody's on board with it. That's what it takes. So now we're all, it's a while to integrate some fans back. And I hope that this is a step just towards having more and more every week. Um, obviously, we have to look at the realistic side. Everyone's health and safety is first and foremost before anything. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been really weird. And I'll tell you the most eerie part about the whole thing is after you get out of the race car, the race is over. And everyone shuts their motors off, and you got all these emotions going from the winner to if there was conflict to if you had a bad day, and you get out and the motor shut off, and it's completely silent. And that's kind of when it hits everybody, I think, especially the winners. And I think you've seen that with Kevin Harvick and uh, Brad Keselowski and others. Is it's it's almost it really hits you hard when you're in that moment of emotion, and then there's no no fans <laughs> you get out <laughs> on the first stretch and it's dead silent so uh, we definitely missed the fans
1: man that now that uh yeah, racing without fans is is one thing um you know the, the first track that you guys got back to was Darlington and correct me if I'm wrong but you'd never spun a lap at. uh Darlington before how how difficult was that put somebody you know who would, who doesn't know who may never have been in a race car before how tough that was with zero practice months off at a time and uh, getting back in a car and being at Darlington.
5: That's right. It's uh it was very uh a very tough situation for myself and like I said it, it's not only a tough situation for a rookie driver period you know all of us as rookie drivers in this rookie class this year. Uh, we got some great talent in there, and they're struggling. I mean, without practice, it's tough. And then you put, then you put me in a situation with the experience level I have, and then I'm with a team that's on a lower budget. We don't quite have all the things that a lot of these other teams have. That's even tougher because you know, <laughs> we we've just got a pull down rig in our own shop for this, you know, this past month. And then you got other teams that that have full simulations for their motors, for the tracks, for their chassis we're coming there just honestly kind of like a late model team would come back and just open and you have what you have and you run what you've run with have kind of liked. but it's sometimes if you miss it, it's a long day. Um, and then on top of that, you're a new track, but it was definitely a big challenge and it's still a big challenge for our team. Um, but like I said, we proved well. I enjoyed the Darlington back-to-back. I enjoyed the Charlotte back-to-back. You could see the improvement of myself and the team from the first race to the second race. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the second race is my career best finish at Darlington. Of all places,
3: (laughs) of all tracks,
5: it came at Darlington so far this year, which I know we're going to do better at some other track later this season, multiple times, I hope, but... So for all the people that say I shouldn't have been able to do it or I can't do it, to have a career best finish with, with for myself and with my team so far at Darlington, the first two races back, is I think I think speaks a lot. So uh, obviously this is the way things are, and we're starting to adapt to it and get better, and we're firing off better at mile and a half. So unfortunately, we're struggling at short tracks, which really hurts me because being a Virginia boy, I grew up racing short tracks, so it hurts to have a lot of struggles there right now, but we're hard at work to get better there. And uh, like I said, I think we're going to, this year is all about learning together. And I think next year is going to be a really big year for us to just maximize everything that we have. Uh,
0: You know, the the point of this podcast and this show is to highlight our great talent that comes out of the state of Virginia, whether it be uh, crew chief, uh, presidents, uh, for teams. uh, But we have a... Plethora of drivers that come from the state of Virginia that are phenomenal, and then and you know to, for you to get a, uh, an opportunity like you have, it's um, you know it's gives us in the state of Virginia something to cheer for. I will say this: you you have a great social media pre- uh, uh, program for you. Um, is Sparky with you? What's that? Is Sparky with you?
5: Uh yeah, Sparky stays in the focus. Uh, my little four banger. I drive around the streets. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> Sparky is uh Sparky has made a very big presence, and I've had a lot. Like I so said, we had a lot of great partners this year. Maine and Tail being yeah. one of them. Um, we have. I grew up with horses at home, and actually, my wife and I just bought to ourselves. Um, so we've been having a lot of fun with that. And Sparky was something I bought on the road. They wanted to do a little promo with, on a TikTok and. I was looking for a horse head at Walmart and I came across Sparky and I was like, you'll work. (laughs) uh, Now now I just let him ride around with me and uh, let him pop up whenever he deserves, whenever he feels the need to pop up. But yeah, I I do all the social media myself and, and I've really taken, I really want people to see, you know, I've always said, I want people to see who I am, what I stand for, which is, you know, my God, my family, my friends and where I came from. I don't forget. And, so I take it very personally and I kind of open a personal light on, you know, my personal life or what I'm going through every, each and every race week uh, with my team. And it's different. It's different from, like, so it's very different from the top teams that a lot of people follow. Um, and I just want anybody that has the open mind to like, look at it, see what we're doing to be able to come to my stuff and see everything. And uh, I've had a lot of fun with it and uh, I look forward to continuing to do that. And, and, have some time with my sponsors it looks like we both know we might be able to camp out somewhere out on the outside and actually have a little time with my sponsors i haven't been able to meet too many of them obviously this year yet which has been unfortunate but we're doing all we can through social media and on track for sure to give them the promotions they want because without those sponsors sticking around for anybody we wouldn't be on the racetrack
1: tell people where they can follow you on social media so they can see all this good stuff
5: yeah, you can follow us. Uh, I have a website at quinhouse.com and all my social media is uh, tagged on there, StarkRacing.com. Our merchandise is on there as well. Uh, Facebook at QuinnHouse, uh, Twitter and Instagram at P1 underscore house, and as well as TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. It's something I picked up on under the COVID <laughs> pandemic. I had to make the time to play with. Um, so we're playing around with that. We've been having some fun with that. We're on there, too
0: you gotta be you've gotta be careful with TikTok because next thing you know you've you've spent two hours just flipping through stuff
5: yeah i'm I'm bad for that too you just start scrolling through uh videos and next thing you know it's like three a m so, <laughs> well, but now it's uh you would be surprised if there's fifteen sixty second videos how long one takes to make yep. and i've been i've been in depth with some of my videos making it for some of our sponsors of almost like a commercial, and I've kind of been unfortunate. They have it taken off, and then the ones that took like three seconds to make take off. Yeah, so I don't really know the magic
1: behind it, but it's been some. It's been kind of fun it, to work with.
0: It seems like just sitting there and doing nothing gets a lot of likes.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> It's, it's amazing how, uh, how furious you can get when the video that you took hours on flops and the, the one thing that you were like just threw up on a, on a whim. It's like, oh, everybody likes this. What am I doing?
5: I know, I know. And it's, it's those videos that take off. and uh, But we've got some cool ones coming up. I have some more ideas under my belt. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to top the, uh, the unfortunate bad dancing one with the units and, and the, <laughs> the rock star dance I, I didn't really even want to do that one. And that was a one take. I told him I'd give him a one take only on that and it was terrible, but we still posted it. Of course, it's like over 66,000 already.
0: <laughs> whatever well, it takes, man. Yeah, whatever it takes to get, uh, get the sponsor out in front of the, uh, the fans. But, man, I want to thank you for taking some uh, time out of your schedule to visit with us, and, and it won't be the last time. I promise you that. Uh, and hopefully you will, you've enjoyed uh, being on and you'll want to be back on again as well. Uh, we, uh, we're going to give you some uh, maybe some good luck today. Yeah. You know, stay safe. Uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you uh, up there in the top ten.
1: Social distance away from the big one. <laughs> I know.
5: That's, like, that's it. You just got to just gotta have a shot at the end. And Super Speedways, like I said, I've had some good showings at Super Speedways, but I've never had a good finish. They've been terrible to me at the end. Um, so we're looking just to finally get a shot at last lap to see if we can sneak a good finish out for our team.
0: Well, thanks again for taking the time out to visit with us, bud.
5: Yeah, I appreciate you
0: guys having me on, folks. You can uh, see well, you can see him uh, every weekend uh, uh, racing the double zero. Well, like, you know he's got a lot of sponsors. I yeah, mean, uh, like the good, good Greek movers. I like that. Yeah. you know they, that's the one that's been on. I think the most mm-hmm. uh, main and tail's been on quite a few times. But uh, yeah. check him out, uh, Quinn Hauf, That's Q U I N H O U F F. Com. Got it. All right. And that way you can get to all his social media channels as well. Uh, as always, man, we're really, we always are so far behind.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we like to talk and the people we interview also like to talk.
0: But, you know, the interviews are phenomenal here lately, man. I'm just telling you.
1: Real Give, good stuff. And, and um, people have been really uh, um, gravitating towards it on our social media, too which has been really nice.
0: Uh, It's time. It's that time again, folks, where we go back to the org phone line and have story time with Randy Hallman. Welcome back, Randy. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Uh, First of all, I guess we need to just – I don't know if we would – you Know we want to do stories, but I think that the biggest story right now is what's happening in Talladega. I mean, you were very vocal about it on social media, um, uh, yes. uh last night. Um, I'm gonna let Brandon uh, kind of lead you into this one. Um,
1: so, uh, I, for those of you who haven't seen, um, last night, uh, it came out that the, uh, a noose was left in uh, Bubble Wallace's uh garage area. Um, He's been, uh, you know, the, the, the leader of the, uh, you know, the movement, I guess, to be more inclusive in NASCAR, um, had Black Lives Matter on his car at Martinsville, had a wonderful run, um, came out on CNN the week before saying, you know, the Confederate flag needs to leave NASCAR and, and NASCAR acted on that. Um, and as you saw at, at, at Talladega, um, whether it was the uh, the plane flying over with the Confederate flag saying defund NASCAR or the, the people outside the track, um, you know, those... Uh, you know those uh, I I don't agree with uh um we could you could have a you know maybe a debate about anything like that but uh what happened in Bubba Wallace's garage is is not debatable and despicable and and Randy you were uh you were vocal on it uh, last night and I want to hear your take as a as a journalist who's covered NASCAR throughout the uh, throughout the years
6: Well
7: to start with as as you may have been able to deduce from uh from my uh social media posts I'm angry I I can't remember ever being this angry about racing as I am last night and today I just part of what part of what makes me angry is that I have friends who who are casually interested or or just or just interested that I'm interested. You know, they, they, they know me and they think, Oh, you like racing. Okay. Or, you know, and from some of those friends, the response today, their response is, well, yeah. Then you expect that. <laughs> Cause that's what that's, that's their image. That's, that's the image of NASCAR yeah. that they carry. And now there it is right to the forefront. And I've got, a, and, and so I've got a, I've gotta deal with that. I've gotta deal with my own maybe naivety and my own failure to recognize it and to and to see it. I've got to sort of sort through okay, is this one individual who's covering for him or her? What 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 went on? How long is it gonna to take to root this out and what's what's gonna come of it? I mean and it just makes me So, so angry. I mean, I thought about my response last night, and believe me, I was editing out curse words (laughs) like crazy, and I'm doing so now. It's just, it is totally disgusting. It is totally hateful. It is totally racist. There is no room for it in that garage or any garage or anywhere else. It's just, it's, it's just awful and it makes me angry in every possible way. I just I hate it. You, you know I would, I'm yeah. going to I'm going to go I'm going to go a step further, man. If you're flying that flag over that track or if you're running around out there in your damn camo costume with your guns as substituting for your tail feathers, flying that flag, that's the side you're coming down on. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's hate too. That flag means hate in 2020 and if you don't see it you're stupid
1: yeah i th- I, I couldn't agree with you more i don't know I, I posted on facebook i mean you know it's a uh, uh first and foremost it's a it was a sign of treason against the united states and it was used against uh against people during integration that was the symbol um but now it's what it seems like is that the people who are, or the person or perpetrator of this, uh, incident in the garage, like is a direct, uh, you know, directed towards Bubba because he's against uh, the Confederate flag and because he's for the black lives movement. Would you, uh, would you happen to agree with that?
7: Yeah, I agree with him. And I, and I think, I think even more basic than that, it's because he's a person of color,
1: mm-hmm.
7: you know, I just, it's there.
1: And, uh, you know, based on what I've seen on social media, I mean, the outpouring of support for him initially uh, uh, before the Martinsville race, the the percentage of of support versus uh, negativity was astronomical, um, and it's sad to see that uh, this this one one person or perhaps multiple people who were involved in this is it's going to be a representation of them rather than the representation of the, the vast majority who, you know, support him and support the cause.
7: Yeah. And I, I hope, I hope that majority is as vast as you and I want it to be and, and, and hope it is. And even think it is again, I'm, I'm trying to check my, my naivety at the door. Am I, sure. am I being yeah. too, too generous with the sport, but I want it to be that. I want it to be as 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 you said. I, unfortunately, part of what I've been doing today and, and and other times, every now and then, I'll just sit down and 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 spend a half an hour blocking people from mm-hmm. my social media feed because I don't want to. I don't want to. It's not. There's no point in engaging in a debate mm-hmm. with them. I just gotta you know stop them. I don't want to see that crap. But it, yeah. I I want I want every driver and Every owner and every every engineer and every tire changer and every tire carrier and everybody who holds the stick that puts the cup on the end of it for the guy to for the driver to drink, I want them all to be on the record. I want every single one of them on the record as supporting Bubba and and condemning what happened in that garage. It it just needs to be that.
0: It, it's. Uh... It's despicable. I just don't understand it. I mean, for me, what, what upsets me as well is that it's a very limited number of people that are, are allowed in that garage. So yeah. is it someone from a team? Is it someone from the Talladega staff? Is it, so, you know, is it a breach of security, as, we, as me and Brandon talked earlier? I mean, this, should, first of all, should have never happened no matter what. If you yeah. disagree, if you have different opinions, you you're you can have those opinions, okay? But you don't have to force them on everybody. And you don't have to be despicable and do those kind of things. And uh, it just God, you know, it's bad enough that people think we're a bunch of uh, rednecks uh, in pickup trucks and and rebel flags. Uh, you know that's the view. And then all we're doing with those kind of actions is going, hey, that is us.
1: And, and more than that, it's yeah. reinforcing the fact that, uh, that the, the people who do fly the Confederate flags and, and do all these things that stereotypical you know, old NASCAR might have done are, are filled with hate, and we don't want that.
7: Yeah, it's just, it's just it's sad. It's just, it's just, I can't say it enough. It's terrible. It's just an awful thing.
3: Yeah. everything
7: about it it's 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 so i mean i, I, I can't think of a, a well, let me i'm i'm thinking out loud so is there a symbol a symbol that is as hateful as the noose? maybe the swastika yeah
3: uh,
7: i don't know uh maybe the burning cross mm-hmm. uh, but but it's it's in a it's at a it's in a level that is i mean it's just it's just it's just pure hate you know there's, there's nothing there's nothing redemptive about it to, you know I, I i i was a little too quick on the draw la- on one of my posts last night i i quickly looked up I, th- I said i thought to myself this is a hate crime isn't it and i and i found the wording of the uh, federal uh, of the bill that, that made the, displaying the news in in order to intimidate or or, or make somebody fearful uh, as a as a hate crime and I posted that but it turns out that was that was proposed but not passed well okay it technically it's not apparently it's not a federal hate crime although maybe some of the wording of another of another bill would include it you could you could interpret it but the news uh, amendment apparently did not, uh, was not passed. Jeez. That said, that said, it, it's a hate crime. It's criminal and it's hateful.
1: And it, I mean, and it, it's a representation of a, a threat on somebody's life. Um, yes,
7: yeah. it is. Absolutely. Is.
1: Um, I mean, we all know what it means and we will, as an as a lifelong Na- NASCAR fan and yep. somebody who you know, works in the sport and 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 somebody who's you know brought up very open minded and progressive and it just it sickens me to think that there's you know one person who would would act on this but uh, to know that there are more people who may not act on it but also you know. Are standing there and thinking well, that this is a you know we support this. Um, they're going to be yeah, quiet, yeah. but but there are people out there that are like that, and and there's no place for. it. Yeah,
7: uh, it's just like I'm 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 ready to, I'm ready to leave those people behind if that's what it's got to. that's yeah. what it is, you know. It's just like uh, I, I just can't stand it, man.
0: You know, social really media. Is, me, social me media right is right. not the problem, okay. But what social media has done. Has um, really brought out who you are. You know, it's it's literally, you know, what you say in social media now. That's that's your personality. Yeah, that's what you think. That's you know, it's it's uh, it just. Yeah. I don't know. My brain is going a mile a minute because it, it just it just. Uh, we just don't need that because not only does it uh, affect. NASCAR tracks, you know the, the yep. Cup Series, the Xfinity, all that. stuff. Yeah. it affects. It it just trickles down to the local tracks.
1: Sure, because I mean it's sure a reflection does. on who, on all of motorsports. You know,
0: a, a sponsor who you know, hey, uh, why do I want to be in, involved with you guys? I mean, you you guys are racist. Absolutely,
1: um,
0: absolutely,
1: and and
7: that that that, that 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 thread runs back. Well, it runs way back, but it runs back just recently to Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. Kyle's blurting out of the N word in a in a in a venue that suddenly was viral. Mm-hmm. And you know what? But in about forty eight hours he, he he had lost his all his major sponsors, NASCAR had booted him, you know, with the what it what it would take to come back. Um and he lost his ride, fired. So NASCAR, I mean, if it wasn't already obvious, NASCAR had to, had to know when when and, and you know sort of coming on through when they when talk of the flag was brought up, NASCAR had to see we've got to do this mm-hmm. because Coca-Cola is not going to want to hang around. And and you know Bud Budweiser and Bush aren't going to want to hang around. We if we're going to be a major corporate sponsored entity we've got to change and man this thing is is like another another pierce to the side what do, you know we've got to, they've, they've got to they've got to go after it they got to make it clear that this is not who we are yeah. Got
1: it and I mean, oftentimes it is, you know, it is the you know the sponsorship and who and the money that's paying the bills that dictates what you do. But uh, um, I, I I commend them for being, you know, as soon as Bubba came out and and, and made his uh, his voice known on the issue, of the Confederate flag and others, they. Supported him 100 percent and took action. Yes,
7: they did. Um, yes, they I, did. And right. I,
1: and I hope. Um, speaking of corporate money, it, you know, it came out last week that a lot of new sponsors and faces were p- potentially going to put their their name on Bubba's car and RPM, and that team needs it, and that's what the sport needs. So hopefully, this doesn't yeah. uh, dissuade you know dissuade them. Hopefully, what it does for me at least um, is. You know, show that NASCAR is doing the right thing and only helps gain you know gain support for Bubba and that team.
7: Yeah, I'm 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 sitting here. I'm thinking, man, Nike, where are you? You know, this is your thing, mm-hmm. and and get in there uh, and 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 you can have a you can have a fully funded top tier team for thirty million, which is pocket change for Nike. Let's do it. You know. Put put it put it out there, and, and let's see exactly what this team can do with the, with the with the full package.
1: Yeah, I mean that that is just some of the good that can come of out of this. And as I mean, as we've seen in recent weeks, you know the the bad and despicable. There is a lot of good that's coming out of these terrible situations, and I hope this is you know this awful awful thing can be one of those.
7: I do too. I do too. I'm, I'm, you know, just hearing you say that kind of lifts lift my spirits a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I need it, man. It's like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe this can be turned into the, the, uh, the, another, another, uh, step and a big one, a stride in the right direction. I
1: hope so. Yeah. I could, couldn't agree with you yeah. more.
0: I just, it, it, <laughs> You know, I just, everybody goes, well, social media is, is bad. I just, social media has just exposed your, your views, your thoughts, who you are. It exposes who you are.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, in dealing with social for so long, you know, I, what I've seen is a a, social media is a reflection of who you are when you don't have anybody to hold you accountable. Right. Um, yeah,
7: it's, 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 I'm, I'm afraid it, the coward's way in a lot of, in a lot of instances. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, we see it a lot in short track racing. I mean, it's the keyboard warriors. They think they know how to run a racetrack. They, you know, they say, you know, they, they talk bad about, uh, people and folks and, uh, you know, and just uh, to be honest with you, i I I just feel sorry for those people.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. if, If
0: you go on and, type hate and bitterness and anything else. What does that say about your life that you would take that, you know, a a couple of minutes to, to just spew hate and, and divisiveness and everything else.
1: See, and, and two, th- this is one of those things. Like the, this current situation that we're talking about with the the noose in in his in his garage area. That was that was not on social media. That was that was real. That yeah. was imp- that was something. Oh, I know. That, that happened for real. And this yeah. this morning now, social media you see. Uh, LeBron James, I mean the the preeminent, I would say the preeminent African American athlete of our generation, and especially right now, is tweeting yep. out his support for Bubba Wallace and putting a putting a light on on the sport of NASCAR, uh, Bubba as a driver, and the situation of, uh, of you know social injustices. And that's some of the positive that I think could could potentially come out of this. And and you know, social has something to do with that.
7: Yeah, yeah, I was pleased to see that too. I I, I agree. Let's let's hope there's more of that, and uh, and and that social media can uh, assist those who are who are trying to move forward. I hope it. I hope it will.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, it's not the story we wanted to hear from Randy Hallman, but uh, you know, when when we saw the the uh, response that you had last night, we thought it was an appropriate topic that we should that we should bring up and let you, um, well, you know, give your thoughts on I,
7: it. I, I very much appreciate it. I, I'm not sure I could have talked about anything else. Yes.
0: Well, yeah. I and mean, and, we and next week we'll go to a happy story. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, hope, let's so. hope so. Let's you hope know, so. Yeah.
7: One, one of the things that has happened here is that, you know, here and on the racing Virginia column and, and, and especially in the Times dispatch, I've found myself, not able to get to the racing. I, I've, I've done it more in the in, uh, in the uh, in the racing Virginia column because I had some interviews sort of stacked up waiting to waiting to be used. But you know, I, I have fun writing about racing, watching it, thinking about it as racing and, and the the tactics and the skill and so on and so on. But I can't write about that. Yeah. Not when not when I was stuff is going on and i and i i can't i can't how can i not write about the news in yep. in this week's column in the times of Fact? i mean come on
3: Jeez.
0: the um I in your column that's on racing virginia um you uh, had the opportunity to talk to my boss bill sawyer about yes. his his um bill so smart uh closing He's, for the whole 2020 season um yeah. it, i will tell you as of this morning and yesterday afternoon it was being shared all over the place uh, well there
7: you go but you know oh, yeah. and, and i loved it i love it that i can talk to bill call him and and when i see him and and, and you know in better times we we would see each other every now and then and and i know that he's going to he, he's straightforward he doesn't he doesn't shy away he doesn't duck a question and and really i just wanted to i had I started thinking about okay what are what are all the what are all the costs when you when you open a racetrack. And I knew that I well I, knew, I could think of some but I thought I'm not I don't know them all. There's no way. So Bill just fills me in and it was great. I mean, it's like you got this, you got this, you got a long list of things you got to pay for. And if you're going to if you're going to open your racetrack with no fans, you're going to you're going to lose money. And you can lose a lot of money. So it was it was fascinating to me to talk to him. And uh, and and I think that track out there in, in in that beautiful countryside, great drive down 17 to to Jamaica, is is different from a track that can have concerts or or conferences or. Uh, has a road course where yeah. even now with the, with the with all the restrictions we have people can pay a bunch of money to come you know run their sports cars around the road course that track can stay open That track can open you can maybe make it enough money in your back gate from from all your competitors who want to who want to go out there and race a little bit to break even. much harder for a track that's just a racetrack. And and by the way, a dirt track, which requires a ton of maintenance just to keep the surface going, it's a different it's a different beast. So I think I think Bill's done what what makes sense. It, it I mean I know he has. He, he knows what he's doing. Uh, there's nobody there's there's in the promoter anywhere who knows more about the business and how to run it. So yeah, it, I, it was a great uh, great interview and and. Uh, I think, Turned out to be a pretty good
0: column. Yeah, we're going to have him on uh, here in just a few minutes. Um, Okay. And don't I said hello
7: and I look forward to seeing him in person one day. I I will. will.
0: You You would? No, you probably wouldn't be amazed. But um, there's been some mixed reaction. I mean, there's people that are upset that that um, bill is closed for the whole uh, year, and you know they think that uh, we find every reason that we can't uh, that we you know that is out there to not race. But, you know, people don't realize we are in a, you know, um, we're we're in a very tough location. And, yeah, sure. mo- and most of our yeah. drivers drive a minimum of an hour. If, and that's if you're from Mechanicsville. Uh, yeah. And if you're from uh, up there near Potomac Speedway and you race up there, you're talking about an hour and a half. A, uh, a good chunk of our drivers come from Chesapeake. That's what, an hour and a half. Uh, two hours, depending on traffic. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of guys that come off the mountain, especially in the pro late model division. They drive yeah. three and a half hours one way to come race with us. So yeah. a lot of times we have to make a decision, you know, on the uh, the the weather and sometimes, you know, a couple times we have been wrong and it was sunny. <laughs> and And we get sick to our stomach with that. But we have to make a decision way earlier than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if we were say up on ninety five a little, and we were a little bit closer, then maybe we, you know, we we uh, hold off a little bit. But you know, uh, we we are so uh, dedicated to our drivers and our fans, and not making them want to uh, come out and waste gas uh, and fuel uh, and their time um, and for nothing. You know, you come to the racetrack and well, it rains. Uh, sure. Well, we we spend. We I mean, we we have all the normal stuff uh, as far as weather apps, okay. But yeah. we spend seventeen hundred dollars on a uh, on a on a weather service now. Seventeen hundred dollars a year. That's already been paid. So, I mean, we already lost yes. that money, but yeah, we're, you know, we right. want to make sure that we make the right calls and, you know, it's a business decision. I, personally, I don't see uh, us, uh, our state allowing large groups anytime soon. I don't know. I just, it's my feeling. I've told Brandon that um, I hope it's different, but you know, here we are, we're in the uh, late stages of June, almost July. Uh, for our season, we end really the first week of September, second week of September. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're well over half past our you know season, and yeah. Yeah. you know people don't understand uh, understand the cost. And we're going to talk to Bill about it. And it was in your column, but. Competitor insurance. People don't understand how much that is. That's that's a lot of money. Yeah,
1: as a race, you know, as a race fan, predominantly, that's, that's something that you would never, never yeah. think of.
0: So, um, thank you for putting that out. I mean, it's getting, it's definitely getting shared a lot, and uh, it's a, it's Good. a great column. Um, you know, it's it's Southside Speedway uh, this week um, decided to cancel their whole 2020 season. And yes. um, and and try to yes. and try to reboot for 2021. Hopefully, this stuff will be gone. God hope that it'll be gone. <laughs> let's, let's hope. Let's hope. So, you know, I think one thing about to, to to even to even
7: suggest that Bill Sawyer is looking for a reason not to race is a little bit it, more than a little bit goofy. If you're talking about a guy, and I put it in the column, who. Who held the race and it wasn't the only big purse race, but held the race paid fifty thousand dollars to win, and a total purse of one hundred seventy grand. There's no, I mean this this is a guy, this is a racetrack and a track owner and a track staff that wants to have world class.
0: Racing, yeah, it was going to be fifty-one thousand dollars this year to pay, to win.
7: That's right, going, going and, and, it
3: was and going up. And I want to, to tell up.
0: people, and I'll tell them again in Bill's interview. We we have rescheduled all our special events for twenty twenty one. There you go. You know, well, there you go. The dates will be uh, announced, but we have, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna host those events. You know, yeah. So. Yeah i uh, and i want to, i want to say this I won't say this with with him on but uh he doesn't have to do this, okay Bill Sawyer did yeah. not have to build or buy a racetrack out in the middle of nowhere and turn it into one of the top facilities in the country. He could have just retired after richmond yeah, gorgeous good
7: he loves the sport that's all that's what it's about.
0: So yeah. I, I, I get really passionate because i work for him. I've been there 20 years, and a, a lot of people, you know, they don't realize he loves racing. If he didn't love racing, there would be no Virginia Motor Speedway. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, if he didn't love racing, there would be no Virginia Motor Speedway.
7: Yeah, and, and, and instead of no Virginia Motor Speedway, it's like tremendously uh, upgraded. Yeah. From what it was, I mean, it, it's always been a fun track, but but it wasn't what it is. I mean, it, it, he took it and just uh, again, it's it's world class. I mean, there's it's a great, great dirt track. You have got to go. You got to go see it. Well, we want to thank and you. By, but by the way, uh, by the way, tell Bill that if if things go on the way they are much longer, my white hair might be almost as long as his white hair. I might want to borrow a scrunchie.
0: <laughs> in fact he's calling let me i tell you what let me uh we will talk to you next week and let's grab this one all right thanks randy.
1: Thank, thanks
0: randy all right man. good to talk well when, when the boss calls you got to answer
1: yeah an easy <laughs> easy transition
0: here i, I sent a text to to brian and it keeps it keeps uh failing and uh, of course as always we're running behind
1: that's
6: okay uh, well we can well he he He's cutting grass somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Randy, we had we just got off the phone with Randy Holman and uh, talked okay. a little bit about uh, some of the current stuff with NASCAR and, of course, your your column about. Uh, and a uh, story about um, why you decided to cancel 2020. And by the way, folks, uh, on the phone with us right now is the owner of Virginia Motor Speedway and his family, uh, the Sawyers, built and ran uh, this facility here that we're sitting in right now at Richmond Raceway. Um, but, uh, Bill, for, for folks that out there that don't understand... The, um the the cost of running a track and and why you decided to cancel 2020 kind of give them a kind of a brief this is what we did
6: this is what we did well again <laughs> after, all right after you read after you read executive order sixty five it'll 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 cause you to make your mind up real easy um weekly racing is not what it, Everybody thinks it is financially. We're we're kind of like a uh, a restaurant. You've got a real sharp profit line that, that can go either way. So a weekly racetrack, whether it's a paved track, or, I only I only know of one, and that's Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston Salem. Yeah, and uh, they'll put fourteen thousand people in there every time. they Every I guess it's Friday nights they run. But no, with with you have to look at the expenses that it takes to maintain a facility. Uh, You've got maintenance that has to be done. Uh, You've got taxes that have to be paid, real estate and personal. You've got uh, payroll that has to be done uh, every week. You've got payroll tax that has to be paid every week. Uh, It's just a lot of expense going in uh, before you even start your season. Uh, we are kind of in, in the middle uh, from Richmond, Fredericksburg, and uh, Hampton-Newport News Area. As far as the expenses of, of uh, having to advertise and market, it, it gets to be uh, expensive. Uh, we have Saturday Night Help that uh, helps with inside the racetrack. We have uh, rescue squads, the ALS unit, and a regular ambulance unit that's uh staffed here on the racetrack. We've got sheriff's deputies that are here. We have firemen that are here. We have concessions, uh, that people have to be paid, uh, every Saturday night. Plus we're, uh, only about a couple of miles from the river. So we, uh, are always at that face that uh, mother nature could, could cost you a lot of money, uh, just to get open. So, uh, what what else can you need what else do you have to look at in order to make you decide your mind up that it's not going to be profitable or even where near it to be able to run in 20 2021 with restrictions that the governor uh, of state of Virginia put put on uh racetracks had its own little heading on page 4 I think page 13 or 14 item number 10 and it doesn't say anything about uh, what's going to happen down the road. I know we can't open this facility uh, with nobody in the stands. You can't put the financial burden on your competitors by uh, by charging them an arm and a leg just to come in the back gate, and you don't have any fans in in the stands uh, to enjoy the racing. So from that standpoint, it it made my decision uh, rather easy.
0: And, and and haven't been having worked for you for 20 years. Um, You know, this, this decision didn't come lightly. I mean, we sat down multiple times as a management staff and, and, and talked about this. I mean, let's be honest, we, the uh, 2020 uh, was uh, literally, literally our best ever sponsorship sales year uh, ever. I mean, we, we had people that wanted to be involved with our, especially our big events. And, you know, we've got uh, great sponsors that have been with us, some of them, 18, 19, 20 years. And, you know, you have to call them, you know, and say, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, so it didn't it come lightly. I mean, the the other thing, Bill, is that we've talked about is people don't realize the uh, cost of liability insurance for the drivers and for the fans and um and uh, again, we also talk about uh, the the um, issue of of liability with the COVID- 19 pandemic. Uh, there's just so much that went into this decision, and I know that a lot of people are upset and and um, but there's a lot of people also that understand why we did what we did and and we'll just and as we've said before, uh, we'll just step back and plan for a better 2021. All our special events have been rescheduled for next year, so you know, uh, people can expect that they're, they're going to see stuff like, you know, all the big events, and they're going to see um, our, our four special events, uh, our special, our four weekly divisions, and we're going to try to do it bigger and better than ever.
6: Yeah, when, when, when you get a call from the company that writes your insurance and makes a statement that uh, if you run and uh, you get a claim filed against you for COVID-19, uh, number one, your liability insurance isn't worth the paper, that it's written on so that that will, will will cause you to sit up and pay attention and we've had the same uh company write insurance uh for the sawyer family as far as richmond was concerned when my father was there and then when uh, i bought old uh mid bay raceway and uh they came with us as far as insurance and i i will not change my insurance underwriters and apparently he's had a lot of uh information uh, he's had to dole out to some people in tracks that uh, he underwrites for. So, uh, it, it again, it's not an easy decision to do, and you, you were right. We've had sponsors here for our divisions uh, for every year, and some of them, like you say, have been here at, at least 18 years. Uh, and when you wind up at the start of the season, that you lose three of your marquee events right away, it doesn't paint. Uh, a very colorful picture for you to, for you to con- continue. And um, I didn't bump my head uh, this time when the season started and we saw what the, what the government was going to do and what our, what our governor was going to do as far as uh, restrictions on uh, outdoor events.
1: You know, um, looking forward, as you talked about all your major events were moved uh, to next year and, um, from your perspective, do you foresee you know race fans who are you know deprived of racing around the state this year really getting behind the local short tracks whenever they can operate at full capacity and uh, you know really wanting to wet their racing whistle, if you will?
6: Uh, I'd like to think so. I mean, we're 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 in a prime area uh, as far as the Mid Atlantic area is concerned. As far as weekly racing is concerned, we've got a, a, a smorgasbord. Uh, of racing between uh, Langley and VMS uh, up at uh, Dominion, uh, Potomac, Hagerstown, Winchester. I mean, there's, there's plenty of racing all over the state, at, whether it's paved or dirt. And uh, I'd like to think that uh, next year when we hopefully we're over this nightmare, uh, that everybody will decide, yep, now it's time for us to go back racing. And you have to look at what, what, uh, NASCAR had to do uh, to get out and get open as far as uh, their sponsor, uh, their sponsor uh, situations, their TV situations, and uh, there's, not a, there's not a weekly racetrack anywhere in the country that's got a major TV deal like NASCAR does. And uh, I, I'm very glad that they're able uh, to put the, put the package together. It might not be what everybody likes to see, but uh, it has been some pretty good racing with no no practice or qualifying, and it just shows that uh, these people that own the teams with everybody that they have, uh, they've got the capability when the car leaves the racetrack. It's pretty much set the way they're going to have to race, again, without any practice or qualifying, and uh, racing has has been fairly good. It's just a shame there's nobody in the stands.
0: And, you know, the, the one thing that we've always done at the Virginia Motor Speedway, in and, and any situation, um, thunderstorms, whatever, it, the health and safety of our fans and our competitors and our employees is f- first and foremost above anything else. Uh, w- you know, we want to race just as much as anybody else. We You know, we have to look at that racetrack every day. <laughs> and 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 you, and it just makes you sick to your stomach that we're, you know this pandemic, this this COVID nineteen pandemic came, and has changed the uh, mm-hmm. the landscape and what we can do and what we can't do.
6: Sure, when you look at a dirt track, and I'll, I'll take ours, that uh, tracks being being prepped as early as starting Wednesday afternoons for a Saturday night race. Uh, we are pretty much stuck. To that situation, because it is dirt. Where uh, Friday is certainly asphalt track. If they get a little bit of rain, they can uh, uh, let it dry, or they can drag tires to dry it off. Uh, we can't do that. We've got to rely on some wind and sun uh, to help dry the racetrack. If we've had a bad storm the night before or that or that morning, uh, again it makes it it makes it impossible to get the track ready. I made that mistake one time, and. Uh, It'll never happen again with one of our big shows. After yeah. we'd only been here a couple of years, and uh, I had my race fan hat on instead of my promoter business hat, and I don't think we finished till like two thirty in the morning. And that'll never happen again.
0: Well, and that's the one thing we don't want to do. I mean, because of our location, uh, I mean, uh, you know, sitting up in the the, uh, the control suite at ten thirty. If we if you go past ten thirty at any racetrack, the family uh-huh. you can see yeah. the families get up, take their kids. They got to get home, yep. you know. For uh, for the majority of our fans, they're having to drive an hour. So now I'm Pretty already eleven yeah. thirty. So I mean, you want to get done early. I mean, our weekly shows have uh, really um, sped up a lot. Where I mean, we're in the 930-10 range, at, you know, most of the time. Uh, the the special events, you know, we you know we're working on those, and we we're getting better at that. Um, but you just don't want to race till three, four in the morning. Um, I see some of these tracks that, you know, granted they, you know, they, uh, it's rained and they want to wait it out and they want to try to run the track in, but then they're, uh, the, uh, everybody, the race ends at five in the morning.
6: <laughs> no, you get, you get past eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. You're getting past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, and two, like, need, uh, I need, I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and two people's, uh, you know, over the past t- 10, 15 years, people's habits have changed yeah. too. like what they, what they view and what the young, uh, the younger audience views may not be what, uh, what used to work in the past in terms of live events.
6: No, I had, I had somebody ask me, um, uh, I, I guess it was Randy. What do you do about your volunteer help? I uh, I haven't seen any volunteer <laughs> help. Used to be. You could. I, yeah. Used to be, yes, used to be way back when, uh, when my father was running three tracks, uh, yeah, he could get uh, volunteer help. You, uh, instead of paying the guy you, uh, or, or lady, you gave them some tickets so their family could come in. There's not an individual It's here on a Saturday night that doesn't get paid. So, uh, again, just weekend expense uh, is, is another reason. And, it, again, it's not fair – that if your help gets here and your drivers get here, most a lot of our drivers have got a four- to five-hour tow to get to us, uh, and you wait till 6 o'clock or 6.30 because you've had some rain, well, we're not going to race tonight. Well, you can't send your help home without a check, and all you do is leave a bad taste in the mouth of your competitors. Well, we called, and you all said you all were going to run, so we got on the road. Well, we don't do that. If if we're going to have to cancel one, uh, we try to cancel it early enough that we can keep them from getting on the road, our competitors, or we can get them turned around because we've probably got close to a hundred percent, uh, cell phone information that we can call them to get them turned around. So, uh, we've had a lot of compliments on being able to do that. And with our, uh, Facebook and internet capabilities, uh, Dave, you always can put up a flat, a slash yep. a a We're not racing. So uh, I think that's worked our, our benefit, but again, it's a tough, it's a tough situation for anybody with a Friday or Saturday night racetrack, particularly some of these people that rent a racetrack. And uh, if I was the owner of somebody who was renting a racetrack, you, you get rained out or you have to cancel. I'm sorry. You, you owe me this month's rent. And in today's economic climate, I, I don't see anybody that, that owns a racetrack that's leasing it to someone is going to be like Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> no, I
6: just, I just, I just don't see it.
0: Well, I, I just uh, after the, um, uh, uh, the the Holman column that he did for Racing Virginia, uh, it hit the uh-huh. it hit yesterday afternoon, and it's been uh-huh. shared an awful lot. Uh, I wanted people to hear from you. Your voice. I know it. Uh, Randy did a great job in that column with you, um, kind of mapping out all the expenses. But I just wanted people to hear, you know, we didn't, uh, and I say we because I work for Virginia Mercer Speedway. Um, we didn't cancel the season because we wanted to. No. We canceled the season because we had to. Um, you know, it's just, there's just too many uh, variables, too many issues that you got to deal with. Heck, I, I'm not going to say how much competitor insurance is, but if people knew what competitor liability insurance cost, you, they, would, uh-huh. they would understand why a half a season just doesn't make it.
6: Yeah, and, you know, you stop to look at, look at what's around us. We've got three major theme parks, tourist attractions, in Kings Dominion, Bush Gardens, and Wild Water Country that aren't open. So there's no revenue coming into them. There's no revenue going to the localities where they're, where they're located, uh, whether it's uh, uh, meals tax or got a tax on admission. So nobody's getting any money. This this is this is kind of a one-way street that, that we're trapped on. And when the, the uh, special exemption 65 came out, uh, it named by name amusement parks, fairs, uh, carnivals. They're not allowed. So what's what are they going to do and i know they're owned by, by mega million corporations but uh, well, all they still the got to make retail- money <laughs> Yeah, yeah yep yeah. and uh, so. i i don't have any stockholders to answer to other than me and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, again this was this was a hard decision to make i've been i've been doing this long enough uh, probably 42 43 years uh, and uh, it it wasn't an easy decision to have to do for, again for our fans, our, our our competitors, and even the staff here at the racetrack. Y'all worked very hard to get to get ready and uh, uh, map out a plan and a program of what we were going to do. And uh, it looked very promising of of what twenty twenty was going to bring us until COVID nineteen hit, and it just it just threw threw everything into a frenzy. And you don't want to make your state politicians or local by by opening up and running against state mandates because all you're gonna do is ask for trouble. And sooner or later some of these people that have opened up and are, are running in defiance in, in other states uh, leave are leaving themselves open from for visits from various state agencies to come in, and uh, uh, check your facility out or check your they want to check your books out, they wanna check your tax returns out. And uh, it, it just doesn't lead to a, a, a good business decision to try to run, in, in my opinion. But they can run their racetracks the way they want to, and uh, we're going to run this one the right way.
0: Well, I want to thank you um, for taking some time out of the schedule, boss. Uh, and I just, I just want everybody to hear it from you. You know, not hearing it from me, not hearing it from uh, a column. Not, you know, Randy Hallman. By the way, he said thank you very much for taking the time to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just wanted folks to hear it from you. So, well,
6: Dave, I, 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 I appreciate that. Uh, on Saturday nights, I'm 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 generally around here somewhere, but uh, I I try to let y'all uh, run y'all's in, and Clark run, runs his in. And uh, uh, it's 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 worked out pretty good for uh, this uh, be twenty one years. Uh, so uh, there's no need for me to get it, get in get in the middle of it. Only thing that uh, I've ever done, and Clark has told him, told all his competitors, if you got a complaint, come to me. Do not go to Bill because you're not going to like what he's going to tell you. So the man with the white hair, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's and it's it's worked it's worked very well.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, boss, and uh, we'll talk to you later.
6: Okay, thank you, Dave. Y'all take care. Right,
0: bye, bye. That is Bill Sawyer, owner of Virginia Moore Speedway, and uh, everybody knows the Sawyer name, uh, especially around here. Uh, I I had a special. I don't. I know you got to get 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 the um, heck out of Dodge. You yeah. got a you got to you got to go. you got a real job. You got to go to go
1: back to my home office to do my other, you
0: know, my NASCAR <laughs> uh, job. So we're gonna move. I, remember, I told you I wanted to have something with the fans. Yep. So next week we're gonna have our first Racing Virginia fanatic. Okay. It was gonna be this week, but we're we're way over.
1: Way over. <laughs> Looking at the timestamp on this. Uh, now, granted, we got to we have
0: to cut a little bit out of this. Yeah. Uh, for, for particular reasons. But, um, uh, you know, uh, next week we're going to have our first fanatic. And I'm not going to say who it is because he's – if I could clone him mm-hmm. for fans and just clone like several million of him, short track racing and even NASCARing because he don't miss a race here yep. at Richmond Raceway. Uh, sh- short track racing and racing in general would be in great hands. I mean, they it would be, you know, they uh, be making money. Let's put it that way. They'd be the grandstands would be full if I could take this guy, put him through a, a machine, and just make millions of him. <laughs> so uh, I couldn't think of anybody better um, to start off that. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna be looking at our social media. We're going to be looking at uh, what you say, you know what you do. We're going to go through some of the the fans. We'll go to your social media, see how you react with with uh, local short tracks and your fandom, okay? And we're going to start doing this. Maybe not every week, but maybe once a month. How about I that? I like it. Once a month.
1: I like it. I think <laughs> I can handle that. Looking at, <laughs> so, looking at our social media mentions, I can do that.
0: Uh, and by the way, uh, if uh, for the, for all the folks that have listened uh, on our social media channels um to uh, brandon's been doing a phenomenal job with our social media and he's actually put a couple of full-length interviews up and you guys have been eating it up yep um and uh you guys have been going to our website uh, racingvirginia.com driven by org, uh and you've been going and clicking on uh our our interviews and some of these interviews have become, uh, this, these shows, the last few shows have become the highest rated shows for on two years. Website, yeah. yeah, on the website for two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can't thank you enough. I, I can tell you this we are very close and having it an, on to be able to post on all your f- podcasting. F- favorite locations iTunes or you know uh, iTunes uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Um, some other ones uh, because I know it's a little bit easier than going uh, you know to the website we want you to go to the website and great place for a website is results if we get them sent in to us and also schedules our schedule is phenomenal before Vaughn Crittenden left <laughs> <laughs> and went to be promoter at Langley Speedway. He did put together a good schedule, which you are going to have to do next year. I by the way, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said that was by far the toughest compilation thing yeah. that you had to do oh, on the website because it's very tedious, but it is a great resource and worth the yeah. time to do that yeah. to get uh, to to get all that in order. Yeah, and,
0: and for us to go over who was racing this week, it's a it's a waste of time. Just go to racingvirginiacom uh, dot com backslash schedules or there schedule. You there you go. So, or click the little button at the top. It's right says, there. You, see, right you can't there. miss it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to uh, uh, listen to our show. And if you got any uh, comments or if you got any suggestions, you can direct message us uh, through the social media, or you can email us at info at uh, Again, I'm Dave C. He's Brandon Brown, not the driver.
3: Not,
0: not the NASCAR driver. <laughs> thank you for listening. And remember, folks, keep racing, Virginia.